welcome to another episode of Xenochat. I am one of the uh, hosts, Tyler, along with Justin. Hey, everybody. Long time no see. Yeah. So we're back with another, uh, I don't know what, I keep saying special episode. Every episode special. But this oh, one's very special because it is our a sequel to our Queer Theory episode. Um, but before I get into that, let's get into the guests this time around. Uh, first up, we have Kat. Oh, hello. And we have Robin. Hey. And we've got a returning face, Aaron. Hi. All right. And we got Anthony. Hello. And Nick, are you are you are you? Yeah, yeah, I'll be here. Okay, and we got Nick. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. Don't edit that out. Nick confirmed. I'm haphazardly. Tyler, keep this in. Tyler, keep this in. (laughs) Scold, keep recording. All right. So, yeah, we're back again to discuss uh, queer theory because it's definitely a topic that um, I really loved that we did the first time around. um, And Zeno is just full of um, topics to talk about, and we—I mean, we talked a, a lot last time, but there's definitely a whole lot more to talk this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just gonna start. Um, well, let's see. Um, so do we have our quick little disclaimer for this? Oh yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't write it down, but yeah, we <laughs> are not professionals. Um, so anything you hear tonight um, is probably going to be different than what you may uh, think about in regards to characters or and how they are read within the series. Um, so your mileage may vary. Um, so please don't kill us. Um, in a video game. Yes, okay. and uh, I should also say that yes. Please don't kill us. One. In the I mean, these are just theories, and it, don't say don't say it. Don't these say it. Theories, they're, don't they're, fucking say I'm it. I'm not going to say it. You know, they're no, just theories was, about a game. I'm not, like, that was, that was theories. That was more to Anthony than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he knows me too well. He really does. Because I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here foaming at the mouth, fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what I was gonna, what I was gonna say is yes, these are these are theories and head canons, and you know a lot of people are gonna have their own theories, and they're valid, right? We're not here to say what you think is invalid, and I hope you do the same to us as well. But um, okay. yes, we're gonna be talking about um different characters in the Zeno series and how they can be read, and um basically how they disrupt the so-called status quo in one way or the other. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. that'll be in regards to gender or sexuality, but it's not necessarily limited to those things. But for Mm -hmm. this episode, I believe we're probably going to be mostly focusing on, on that aspect of it because queer theory is quite the rabbit hole. And as Tyler said, we are not experts on this. We're just talking about a bunch of guys we happen to like. So yeah. Um, want to take it away, Tyler? Uh, yeah. Um, so let's get started. Um, 
so we're going to uh, basically do what we did last time and uh, uh, we'll start at the beginning of the series because even though we touched on um, Xenogears, Xenosaga, and uh, the Xenoblade games before, there's still a lot to cover, as I said. Um, and we'll hold uh, the big Xenoblade 3 conversation to the end because there's a lot to unpack there. So we'll start with Xenogears. Um, so from last time, um, actually, this was a, a suggestion from uh, uh, Chris and Eric from Retrograde Amnesia. Um, I believe one of their members of their Discord brought up this reading of uh, Mason, um, basically Bart's butler, um, as like... I guess the the character can read as uh, asexual. Um, is it Mason or Maison? Uh, ooh, I always thought uh, it was Maison, but yeah, I'm, they, I, uh, I would no sometimes. Oh, it could be Mason. I know it's like spelt like Maison, like like French, the French way, right? It's like exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, then yeah. that's pro- that's probably it. Because I and now you know what this episode's actually about. How is it pronounced? No, I'm <laughs> That's the that sounds like the topic of another episode. I would love that episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we should have like a whole episode on like all right, all right. Pr- we, how to we, pronounce We can talk about that one later. But uh, <laughs> anyways, go on about uh Maison. Um who you know what? I should have uh <laughs> It was basically that he said that he had never had any interest in being in love and that was not a life that he had. Oh, thank you. That is valid. Exactly. Now, Maison's from what game? Xenogears. We're, we're going in order. Okay. If he said he never had any interest in being in love, he could also potentially read as like aromantic, too. Yeah. Since, yeah. yeah. But, you know, or Ar- Aroace. Mm-hmm. Both. Or I haven't played Gears, so I'm just like, uh, but, yeah. But thank you. That 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 really helps. <laughs> I hope I, yeah, Sorry for... I also no. love the suggestion of Maison as... Uh, as ace because i never thought about that and it's been probably 20 years since since i played it so if it was just one line about it i've forgotten about it by now nice i do recall him saying the line but that's the only line i can recall he says about it well, i mean what how, all of his lines have to end with and by the way i don't fuck <laughs> <laughs> that would have caused me to remember it at least that is fair <laughs> Okay, that was um, the only one I could think of. Is there any other off the top of anyone's head about Xenogears before we... Yeah, that we missed. Because we, we know that there is more. It's just listen to episode one. Uh, can, can, I, can I bark really loud about my OTP one last time? Do it! Ramses X Sigurd OTP. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> thank you for... Thank you. That is good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, then then we sh- <laughs> we'll move on to Xenosaga then. Um, so yeah, we um, we briefly talked about um, these um, the Twinks, but we didn't talk about them that much. Uh, Chaos and Wilhelm, because um, yeah, they definitely have a relationship that could be. Um, I guess you could consider as a, a queer, but at the same time, you're like, are they enemies? Are they not? It's I guess it's one of those kind of relationships, but 
they still don't see be like Batman and Joker, who are still enemies. Where, like, they need each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's not really, I don't. Know, there's not really anger or anything between them. It never comes off that way. But then again, they didn't have like yeah the most. It's kind of. Part. It's yeah. kind of like they just seem like opposing opposing cosmic forces, and mm. maybe there's some some romantic romantic tension in that. That I, I could see it. Like I know. I've I've seen fan fiction to that effect, so I could totally I could totally buy that. I think mm-hmm. it was really popular back in the day. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, like I, it was not my forte, uh, mm-hmm. so I didn't go consuming anything like on purpose. But I I I couldn't turn around without Wilhelm without running into Wilhelm X Chaos. Yeah, there was <laughs> a lot of that. I think like there was also a lot of um like um slash i guess was the parlance in those days um yeah okay good i'm yeah um i I was wondering if it was okay to say slash anymore but i guess it is um yeah there there was a lot of slash involving chaos with with other characters like i know another one that was really popular was him and kanan like you see a lot of that yeah Hmm. like i remember there was a lot of fan fiction about that and it seems to be still pretty popular in parts of the japanese fandom like i've seen a lot of fan art of the two of them together they are pretty boys yes they extremely yes Yes, i can i can absolutely see the appeal (laughs) but yeah yes i remember that being popular too and i forget i mean i I think people shipped chaos with, with a lot of a lot of other guys he's the fandom bicycle So let's um okay, let's go on to uh Doctus. Oh yeah. I like her. She made me bisexual, among all the other <laughs> things that made me bisexual. But she, she was she was definitely a, a contributing factor. Um Did we want have anything we wanted to say about her specifically? Because she definitely like I don't know, I guess she kind of also reads to me as not not straight, you know. She reads to me like as double like negative, but somewhere on the A spectrum of disinterest so yeah also yeah she seemed very much the type where if somebody expressed sexual interest she would go no 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 let's do it find my body, <laughs> yeah, find my yes, real body. that is amazing and and i love that head canon that all in yeah. latin <laughs> yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> she would just like give them like a riddle to solve in latin just yeah yeah i could definitely see that like yeah be as logical about it as possible. It's a yeah. romantic. Yeah. I, I, like I, I was going to say, I could also see Doctus uh, being read as somebody who doesn't particularly care about gender either. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you're just going to say no, why would you care? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, that's kind of, that's, I'm kind of on that part of the spectrum where I'm kind of like a spectrum and kind of like by it's just like sort of you know, maybe, but probably not. Yeah, so so I could totally see that reading. Mm-hmm. I also like like this isn't feminist theory, but uh, Doctus also does she pass the Bechdel tests? Like she, like I know uh, spoilers for Pied Piper, I guess, or or Zeno. Xenosaga 3, uh, but isn't she revealed to be um, somebody from Pied Piper? She is very strongly speculated. That is that is my belief, and I think there's a lot of... There are a lot of 
parallels and kind of like, I, th- I think we might've gone over this in the episode about Ziggy because I remember talking about it. Maybe it was that episode, but yeah. there has been a lot of speculate speculation. Wow. I haven't even been drinking and I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I think that is kind of the prevailing opinion. I don't think it's ever been like word of God stated outright that that's who she is. But like, you know, her interactions with, um, also spoilers for episode three, her interactions with Kanan, um, the fact that not only does her character design look similar, but she actually, like her pose in the official art is like almost the same pose as that character. Mm -hmm. And, um, you you know, similar, very similar appearance, kind of similar, um, silhouette outfit type of thing um similar interest in like injustice like her um aims unit in episode three is named after the goddess of justice i believe and melise in pied piper was like kind of all justice was her thing kind of um and um yeah so there's a lot of yeah, she's she's an interesting character to speculate about because there's a lot there, but as far as I know, no one ever just like came out and was like, "Yeah, that, that's who she is." But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it doesn't help that like the doxist that we see isn't that being just like isn't that like an android? Yeah, she's basically just a robot with yeah. So like, if she's being controlled by some like some lady who's like 120 years old, like you, you wouldn't know. So but. you know, she could be controlled by Melise. <laughs> yeah yeah and um you know she's you know it's also her connection with uh scientia because melissa is yeah. the one who founded it um there's the the whole interest in latin which started in there, there was um there was an organization in pied piper with a with a latin name that she was like directly involved with um so that's like all of that is to say that this is again like maybe falls into the domain of speculative and, and headcanony stuff but there's a lot there to speculate on. And I kind of, I would be surprised if they didn't do that on purpose. Like if, if, uh-huh. the, if that wasn't like deliberately, but yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think they ever said though. Sorry, uh, no, I'm repeating that, myself. No, no, no. I'm it just sorry. sounds very unlike Takahashi to make us speculate on things. <laughs> I know, right? Who would have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah. Anyway, uh, one kind of a uh, interesting thing about Doctor that I recently learned was that, um, at least in the English dub, she's voiced by Mary Elizabeth McLean, who also mm-hmm. did Makoto, uh, Motoko and Yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. the same thing a little. So I think that's that identity crisis. She's also mm-hmm. a female voice in Xenoblade Cross, her ex. Is she? Yep. Yeah, you that's why her as one of the main characters. My oh, that's, that's actually voice. kind of interesting when you think about how Cross plays out. <gasps> yep. Oh, I I know where huh. you're going with this. I just yeah. Huh. Get everybody with the who knows the identity. Yeah. Why have I not made a Doc Tooth on Cinnablade X? Mm. Oh, that would rule. I I would like to see it. I don't know how like accurate you could get with like certain parts, but you can get close enough. Hmm. Sure. Oh yeah. Anyway, Maybe over here trying. Go ahead. <laughs> You're fine. Then you got Kira Buckland to beat. No, I'm kidding. All know. right. Anyways, moving on to the <laughs> oh, this pairing, Margulis and Cherenkov. Yeah, I, Gee, I wonder who put that on there. No, this I is what no I've been idea. waiting for. I endorse this. I mean, I I, I, put, I I can't claim credit, but I endorse it. I'm currently replaying Zenosaga episode one, um, 
on on the Steam Deck, and it's amazing. Anyway, and I just got to the scene where Cherenkov met Margulis for the first time, and there's this just this glowing halo around Margulis. It's like, come on, it's come pretty on. obvious. It's mm. pretty romantic. You gotta like. It, it was romantic as fuck to me. Yeah, Listen. yeah, absolutely, totally. You, you know, these two are totally having a cake cuisine dinner date. <laughs> <laughs> I have to draw that. Oh my god! You're not really satisfactory. Um, yes, we, we are not. I'm just happy that anyone's giving him food at all. Just like, oh god! Oh yeah! I have the, to tell you about the dojinshi. I love you. The, oh my gosh! dojinshi. Okay, so there are very few dojinshi images of Cherenkov and or Margulis because neither of them are twinks, uh, but they are my favorites and I love them and I. Any image of either of them that I see is like enshrined on my hard drive. <laughs> but there, there is a uh, there's a picture from a doujinshi. I'm pretty sure it's a doujinshi and not from a compilation where Cherenkov is either remembering or that they're just showing the scene of Merculus trying to show him how to eat properly and he's leaning in from the back and he sort of like uh, talks over his shoulder into his ear and like <laughs> the there is blushing <laughs> it's so cute I need to see that immediately I, 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 I wish to see that immediately <laughs> or you know whenever you can find it but that's that that sounds adorable <laughs> The um, so cute. Oh my god. Yeah, but sometimes uh, oh, go, yeah, on. go on. Oh no, you go on. Okay. Sometimes you're a neurodivergent and sometimes you, you latch onto a character like Cherenkov and you kind of want somebody to somebody to pick you up off the ground. And it doesn't <laughs> matter where it comes from. And I, I don't know, like what if uh like sometimes helping somebody back on their feet is romantic as fuck. It is though, one hundred percent. It is. Exactly. They totally have chemistry. uh, Relationships that last have to be 50-50. And I don't think they have that (laughs) uh, ability in canon. But, you know, it's it's halfway there and I wanted to see it work. And I'm I'm sad that, you know, it didn't really (laughs) pan out. But like... Uh, in in game narratives, characters serve purposes, and it just happened to be that uh, something like that latched onto me, based on what I was going through. So, like, yeah. Cherenkov's wife uh, being the hetero relationship that extremely failed, and falling into this very not hetero relationship with with Margulis uh, afterward is just like, huh? They really published this. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. I think it's I think it's really sweet. I like them. Yeah. Uh, and I like that you like them. <laughs> we just think they're neat. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's I mean it's just cool that how I mean Cherenkov's life just was just falls into shambles and Margulis brings him back up and Basically regurgitating what Kat just said. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really a powerful, but he gives a powerful him, moment. Yeah. yeah, he gives him a purpose which he didn't really have much of one before, and that's you can say that's a little romantic. Yeah, totally. Like 
putting a lampshade on the terribleness of the purpose and characters' crimes <laughs> yeah. and organizations' crimes. Wow, well, well. All, all of that okay. you know, sort of like goes a little bit to the side when I find a character that I can relate to. Yeah. It's okay. It's just make-believe. It's okay to like villains. Is it though? Is it? Yes. Not? <laughs> it is. I, I say that it is, and um, that's yeah. that's the rules now. Okay. Zen's I rules. also agree with that statement a hundred percent. It is a hundred percent okay to like villains. I have to. I have to check agree. because I I just quit Twitter, and <laughs> Twitter was trying to say that that was not true. But that we are not. Uh, Twitter. Twitter is full of lies and misinformation. We don't. We're not Zen on Twitter. Twitter is a bad place. We're not Twitter. But follow us on Twitter, please. Oddly (laughs) enough, I I don't think I've ever experienced harassment adjacent to liking Cherenkov or Margulis, but most of my stuff was from about 15 years ago anyway. So, Yeah, the fandom, the landscape in fandom discourse is kind of scary now, and I don't like it. Yeah. It's very, there's a lot of moral, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's I all good. Like I, I'm wondering how much dis- discourse there there would be around Cherenkov, and even separately, just Margulis by by himself. Because, eh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, going there, and I don't want it. <laughs> that is a yeah. topic for another podcast. That's probably more the discourse. Uh, I will not discourse. Discourse is the mind killer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> uh, I should have had more prepared. But my brain is empty. Uh, it is okay. I just love it's them. okay. You got the <laughs> yeah. We we love Cherenkov, and you got the you got the bullet points. Yes, <laughs> yes. I also did not prepare for what I was going to say, so I'm just just going to be stuttering, you know, stammering through what I was going to say. So it's all good. It's all good. So anyway, speaking of Margulis, I'll fight Jin for him. Here, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got There's someone else. <laughs> You could you could argue, yeah. um, Margulis and Pellegrini? Question mark. Yeah, I could kind of see that being like either like a love triangle or some kind of um, some player. kind of conflicted like polyamory type thing yeah. going on there. Like I could, yeah, they definitely have that energy. Yeah, like, Jin's definitely a harem protag. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very weird because uh, Jin and Margulis's chemistry is like exponential versus Jin and Pellegrini's chemistry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I don't know which oh, Japanese yeah. trope it's it's riffing on, but I, it's like you've got the arch rivals who have trained from uh, from like childhood. I think I may have touched on this in in the the first episode of it, where. Um, in FF6, there was uh, Sabin and uh, Duncan's son, Vargas. Yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I forgot about them! And, like, I see... Like, I have no idea if it's actually a throwback to FF6 or if it's just a thing in Japanese culture um, that it's referencing, but, like, uh, rivals... Uh, Rivals as lovers is is very cool. is is very cool as a concept to me. It is, yeah. I will say I do feel like I see the rival uh, trope played that way in a lot of uh, you know, just like well, like 
where whether it be anime or you know just things like that of that nature um and it it's it feels like it uh gets chummier and chummier the further you get into sports anime especially uh, but but hey so i mean it could be it could be either you know you never know that's my two cents yeah and I think I like I know people like make a lot of jokes about um Jin and Margulis's dialogue when they're fighting, like how it's could be read as like innuendo. Like so that the subtext is definitely there, you know. I think yeah. I don't know what I, where I was going with that. I just I'm just hundred percent there. <laughs> yeah, I've just like been in fandom for so long I've seen like every possible joke that people could make about like, you know, Margulis's giant sword and you know yeah like (laughs) design in general like you look at it and it's extremely phallic (laughs) like i can't imagine margulis being into women but that's that's just me yeah yeah it seems like yeah i'd have to agree with you there just for a crumb of context i'm googling who this margulis character is Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Why is his sword on? You know what? I'm not even going <laughs> to. Because he doesn't like girls. <laughs> it's, uh, you, you know, it's it's good messaging. I mean, yeah. like, does. It's environmental storytelling. Advertising. Does Margulis and Pellegrini, do they even have chemistry? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. They're co workers? Yeah, I could kind of see Pellegrini sort of um, like admiring him or or looking up to him in a way, um, and maybe she she has feelings for him like that. But I kind of I, I don't I don't know if he would like feel like he he would reciprocate those feelings. Um, in he the just looks much more interested in characters who aren't Pellegrini. Uh, yeah, most of their scenes together are like uh, ex uh, exposition glue. Uh, like near the end, there's definitely like Margulis and Pellegrini definitely care for each other. It's just unclear whether it's romantic or oh hey, we're both in the same religion. Uh, I feel responsible for you, kind of deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, are is anybody else have anything to say about uh, Jen and Margulis and Pellegrini? I don't. Okay. So the next topic, um, we just, I mean, it's not really a person in general, but it's the Iron Bar, which is on the Kukai Foundation. Yes, um, the Iron Man, yeah. Oh, I oh, it was Iron Man? Or I, oh, okay. I think it's Iron Man, but it's, 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 Iron Man. it's yeah, yeah, Iron Man. I think it's My Iron Man, bad. but it's like, that's okay, because there's like the, the group that's, um, that's featured in, in it is the, the Iron Four, they're like these I think they're was it three or four? I think they they added a member at some point, but <laughs> yeah, that could. I I agree with that assessment that it could be read as like a gay bar potentially, like like there's there's a couple of hints in the game to that effect, and I think probably like they couldn't really come out and say it straightforward, unstraightforward <laughs> in a in a JRPG that was released in the mid two thousands, but like you know with a with a t rating i don't know maybe they could have but yeah that did definitely had that implication i think i don't know i but, um, don't remember this bar oh, I, oh. I do. wasn't this in two 
or was this? It's in one and two. Yeah, one and two. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, no, I didn't interrupt. I just wanted to ask about a character that uh, that came to mind because yeah, you're this is in one and, and two, but like there's all those little missions that you do uh in, in like around there in two. And yeah, remember that that one guy who sits on the car that you gotta like get his uh, doesn't don't you have to like get a cat back for him or something? Oh, uh, like what was his name? See our first episode on queer theory for. <laughs> Oh, okay. You guys have already discussed that stuff. Okay. Well, he he won one of the rounds of because uh, oh, what? How did we word it? Like bad representation. I don't bad. Know. Yeah, yeah. He won one of the rounds. It's hard for rep. me to remember, so forgive me. I just how I dare just... you not memorize every single thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, that was King. Oh, right, yeah. King. Yeah, he would been. Yeah, from what I recall of him, I was like, yeah, he's probably not a good. Yeah, not he could definitely time. be read as like a stereotype, like stereotypical, like the way he's portrayed is very. Wait, what else was um, going on in this bar? Because like, I don't know why I can't picture it right now. It's the one with like the 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 stand up of the the muscle men in it and stuff. Yeah. And of, okay. 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 Yeah. Yes. Now, now I remember. I think there's it's, a guy in in episode two who's like in the Iron Man bar, and he's like, "This place sucks. Why aren't there any hot girls here?" or something like that. <laughs> just like right. some random NPC, like, "Where's the hot it's, girls?" I mean, it's also the uh, bar from the Zenosaga anime where Alan and Scott get drunk. Yes, this is very okay. true. I remember That's now. Okay. That iconic, okay. Yes. okay, certified iconic moment. Yes. Um, and then to kind of expand f- from the bar, uh, Aaron, you had some thoughts about the foundation in general. Oh yeah, I kind of I kind of rambled. Um, <laughs> I, don't I think know it's how it's, it's good rambling. That, but, uh, yeah, I hope so because I, I I don't know. I just like the foundation to me feels like um, I may have talked about this a little bit before. I don't, I don't remember, but kind of like it could be read as sort of analogous to like um, like queer and disabled um, liberation because um, the foundation itself was kind of established to protect people who were affected by the life recycling law and people who are kind of regarded as like second class citizens and mar- marginalized, you know, in, in various mm-hmm. ways. And um, like it may not be like a one to one like everyone here is queer, you know, but it's, it kind of has that same kind of, same kind of feeling for me. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not being very coherent about this. I, uh, but no, yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's got that, um, X-Men vibe kind of. Yes. Like- yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely. That's, that's a really good way of putting it. Any establishment in real life that is analogous to the good that the foundation does for yeah. like I don't want to say misfit toys but just like people <laughs> people who have been uh, dispossessed and dehumanized and it's 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 good <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's usually, just as a concept it's really cool and I love yeah. it usually I find myself writing Cherenkov lives uh fan fiction and it's the foundation that takes them in yeah i absolutely think that that if he did if he did survive that that they would have a place for him kind of wish that he had yep yeah yeah i feel like they could have helped him yeah totally 100 percent agree all right um so 
how about we talk about trans mask icon Ziggy and Cherenkov? Oh boy, okay. I, I have not talked about Cherenkov enough, so this will be Yeah, do, let's do Cherenkov first, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> if you um, if you feel comfortable, I don't want to yeah. like yeah. push you out in front of me. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, does anybody else have, have anything to say about this before I word vomit? <laughs> I would like to hear how you feel. Please Unless, vomit. As long as I mean, you're comfortable. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sorry. hands you I'm a AFAB. bucket. Uh, I'm AFAB and uh, let's see. Uh, Cherenkov did not trans my gender so much as like when I heard about the idea of Cherenkov being a trans man, everything fit together all of a sudden. Um, and I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> um, like there's the there's the idea like like there's a lot of like negative masculine traits in Cherenkov and a lot of them are suppositions like people assuming bad things about him which reinforces a negative worldview about himself um there's like there's the the whole like uh there's something wrong with me that's being driven very very far into him um and like as like i'm non-binary and i'm not a trans man but i do think of myself in very trans masculine terms and thinking about Cherenkov in the same way is just like oh this this venn diagram is actually a circle um, <laughs> it just it just makes sense <laughs> uh i wish i had more words for it but uh <laughs> your words are good and i agree with them like totally i don't want to be vulgar i have You're something not. vulgar to say <laughs> you can you can you can say it, uh i'm pretty sure margulis can handle he him pussy ah <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and that, that's that's all i had fam i'm sorry no, no that's good no, that, that's good. that's perfect that is awesome i love right. that it's like now would you like to go into ziggy uh Aaron? Yeah, okay, this is going to be really awkward for me because I don't know if I've ever really spelled out, spelled this out, like, like, just right up, but, um, so when I got into Xenosaga, I was, um, I was not out yet. I was, I didn't even know that being, I'm also non-binary and assigned female at birth, um, AFAB, so I, you know, I've when I got into it, I thought I was a girl. You know, I was I was in my teens. There was not a lot of like you know ambient information out there, so I didn't even know that I could be non-binary. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, so um, but it was around that time that I was kind of like trying to figure out like, well, wh why don't I feel like a girl? Why don't why don't I fit in with you know? Anyway, getting kind of aside from that um <laughs> i'm going into too much detail i'm sorry um I, I think i just kind of latched onto him as a as a character that i just really really related to and identified with at a time when i was still very much trying to figure out my own identity and trying to figure out like um you know my my gender stuff and how that kind of diverged from um like some of the the not necessarily gender related body image issues that I was having. And um, for me, I guess um, like, like 
I could relate to a lot of what Ziggy was going through and um, the the way he felt and um, and and so I think and and that kind of informed I guess um, <laughs> kind of informed a. Uh, Sorry, I made a weird noise. <laughs> I'm like nervous because I've never really oh, tried to talk about this like in so many words. But I, I think it just kind of like helped me figure out like what was actually going on and kind of this this vague sense of all these things I was I was feeling um, kind of became more coherent when I could sort of externalize it onto this other character and it like. So that's 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 a lot of abstract, but I think also like there's um, there's there's kind of a some parallels in popular culture between like cyborgs and transhumanism and um, you know and trans and disabled narratives. They kind of um, they kind of intersect a lot, and I think um, I, I think a lot of um, I, a lot of trans people and probably a lot of disabled people as well tend to identify to some extent with with those narratives. Um, maybe um like you know the the uh like you know you can sort of modify your your body to some extent to match like your how you see your true self or mm -hmm. um you know and, and learning to accept yourself um you know and, and all those things it's i'm just being very vague about it i hope that makes any sense but no, no, yeah no. he was just like really important to me when i was when i was figuring out my my identity and i think um I, I think, uh, you know, just kind of became a point of reference for a lot of things and a way for me to, like, work some of that stuff out at a distance mm -hmm. from, like, right up close and personal with myself. Like, you know, I could just say, oh, this this character, you know. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, right, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, did that, did that make any sense? That was really, um, no, I, I, had, I had more in my mind, but it kind of just, like, fell out. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, you make some really good points. Oh, th thank you. you. I, lo I love it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank yes, you. thank you. Yeah, and feel free to add add to that. I was um, uh, I know Tyler, you ha you had some interesting um, like pretty interesting insights about that as well. Um, if you want to share, but um, um, or... uh, yeah. Well, it's I guess it's a, a slightly different read. Um, because I mean the way that Ziggy is trying to burying it, bury himself with all these different um, like upgrades, trying to I, get rid of like his true self is kind of like, I guess the opposite of what you just said, but it's also makes me feel like he's like, I don't know, pushing himself like further, further into this, like the closet, so to say, so as not to yeah. like, reveal his true self. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's also a really valid interpretation. And I would say that like I would say even that those those two interpretations could coexist because um I actually I wasn't sure if I should talk about this cuz it's very it's kind of TMI and you can cut it out if you think it's kind of an overshare, but um like I ha when I was in my 20s, my teens and 20s and still kind of figuring all my stuff out, I had um some pretty serious body image issues and um mm -hmm. that kind of resulted in self-destructive behavior mm -hmm. and for me it, like i think um like i think that's pretty common like i mean in, in all genders but in i think in trans people it kind of goes under acknowledged or people kind of tend to conflate the two like like dysphoria versus like 
body image issues when they're they're different things. Mm-hmm. Um, they can kind of inform each other, but it's it's two separate things. And so, like like some of the the self destructive things that I was doing, I kind of like. I kind of recognized that in in what Ziggy was doing, like trying to erase himself since he couldn't mm-hmm. he couldn't end his life again all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, you know, and you know, I wasn't I couldn't do that either, and I didn't really know if I wanted to. But kind of, it was almost like a like like a death from from a hundred years of paper cuts, you know, just removing like you know a part of himself at a time and kind of just wearing away at that. And mm-hmm. for me, that was kind of. Um, like almost like a, like a self-destruction or self-preservation through self-destruction or vice versa. And, um, I think, um, so kind of exploring that, um, through a fictional character kind of helped me to see, well, okay, this, this is this thing. And this over here might actually be your gender dysphoria. You might actually not be a girl. So that Mm -hmm. kind of like, and I could definitely see like what you were saying about that being a closet metaphor too. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really, um, really insightful and, and really cool that you picked up oh, on that. Thank you. Uh, so I'm sorry if that was like depressing Hallmark channel. No, no, <laughs> you're fine. Okay. And so that's, I mean, that's my, yeah. And to put a kind of a positive spin on what I was uh, saying, because I mean, with Yuli and Momo, the, it, it shows like, the importance of like found family and being comfortable with you know people around you yeah exactly yeah like another thing that i was thinking of today like um i was like trying to mentally prepare myself for this episode was that like it actually was really good for my self-esteem for like to think about like a character like Ziggy who kind of maybe he feels awkward or he's embarrassed by his, you know, he says to Momo in episode one that he's embarrassed by his appearance and stuff, Mm -hmm. but like still like, like he feels that way about himself, but like, I think he's attractive and (laughs) all his friends care about him and they want him to be there with them. So it's like, it was really kind of um affirming you know it to look at it that way like you know even no matter how you feel about yourself there are there are people who want you to stay and and they they like you know they like that you're here and you know yeah so (laughs) that's yeah Yeah. maybe silly but i i really like that yeah no that's great (laughs) yeah thank you for sharing that oh you're welcome i'm sorry for rambling so much (laughs) no you're fine (laughs) <laughs> yeah um does uh anyone else have any last thoughts on ziggy ziggy is amazing and uh i i love the the insight of the the transhumanist like replacing all of yourself with another self uh i guess in ziggy's case maybe not the same way uh your average trans person does it but like um just like Ziggy has a lot of positive parts to him that Cherenkov mm-hmm. just did not get. Um, but, but I love Cherenkov, though. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. I I do think of them both as sort of like trans icons in, in my head. I'm not sure if yes. anybody agrees. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
I think that's good. Yeah. And uh, I, I did, I did find Sharinkoff really relatable too, particularly like his, his feelings of alienation, what you were saying, like there's, there's something wrong with me. You know, that's like, that's a very big, like, mm-hmm. like a trans mood and a queer yep. mood and also a neurodivergent mm-hmm. mood. So I'm totally with you on that page. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see them being like two different sides, like of a coin in a way. And, and kind of like you said, where Ziggy was trying to like kind of get away from his humanity so he doesn't have to like relive the pain of what he went through kind of thing. But then the people around him leading him in a direction where he found like his new self kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that about that a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very fascinating read on this character who I know is very important to the overall story of Xenosaga. So I have a lot to... (laughs) look forward to when I actually like play the game. I'm going to say keep your expectations to me. Yeah. He's important in my heart. Oh, he's Uh, important to us all. (laughs) Yeah. He is our emotional support dad, but like, (laughs) I was going to say, and I'm going to be honest, keep your expectations in check because (laughs) you're in a room with some of the very few Ziggy fans out there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say people who like Ziggy really like Ziggy, and everybody else is kind of just like he's he's I. Right. <laughs> I think I think that he's just not included in a lot of fan works because he's hard to draw. He is hard he to draw. Is. Oh he is gosh. hard to draw. In fact, I the only reason I I now if we could just got play Ziggy with drawing. like a twink. Actually, <laughs> actually, there is a very easy way to draw Ziggy compared to like his normal design, and that's the swimsuit version. Yes, yes, yes. just do yes. him with a swimsuit in every every picture. Yes, he has I, the I, human I leggies, and those are much easier to draw than crank and pulley system legs. <laughs> it's got, very like, true, dude. but also like there you are with your serious manga. You're, you're like trying to draw the serious scene, and then Ziggy's in a swimsuit, and you're like, you know. <laughs> Maybe I didn't do this right. Well, clearly, you can switch out the legs. Is all I'm saying. So, yeah, you know. but he doesn't, okay, and it would be distracting. Fine. Like who is who this? <laughs> new leg, new legs, <laughs> new this. <laughs> you you weren't originally going to see the back of his legs anyway, but then somebody cut up the back of his Jinko jeans. <laughs> I feel like he's been wearing Jinko jeans this whole time. <laughs> this whole time, it was just cut up. Amazing. <sighs> I was trying to make assless chaps. It turned out uh, kind of different. <laughs> legless chaps. chaps are, in fact, assless. Yeah, just, yeah, just, oh yeah, you're right. It is legless. My bad. <laughs> he just like has his entire butt out the entire yeah. game. What a fashion icon. Yes. Mm-hmm. New fashion. <laughs> Ass out, tits out. Yep. Fashion All right. goals. All right. Speaking of fashion goals, um, well, that was a like, transitional. Sentence. That was a transition. Yeah, Dunban. Hey, I like. I like his outfit. He's got a cool cape. I like his outfit. Yeah. That's Dunban yeah. over there. So yes. I realized after the whole recording, whenever the last recording was, that everything I had said about here's why Dunban gay is the same justification for here why Dunban age. Uh, he can be a gender too, but uh, uh, a romantic. Just no interest. Confused when Charla starts to talk about like, "Hey, so you're getting married, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, to who?" <laughs> <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> uh, 
I'd have to go and like relook at my justifications for here's why I read Dunban as gay, but it was basically just complete disinterest and discomfort with talking about the subject. I'm like, oh yeah, that could also just be he he has no interest. So <laughs> Char- Charlotte, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Anyway, but also Charlotte, shut up. Agree. <laughs> um. That's all I had. That was just me going like, here's an apology that has been nagging at me uh, since the last episode that we did that I felt so dumb for not like mentioning this. Well, now after oh, we finish man. this episode, you'll be like, wait a minute, Dunbat has... <laughs> he, could, he could be read this other way. No, no. Yeah, we'll, then I'll just we'll be haunted more. Whatever. We'll readdress <laughs> it in the hate mail episode. <laughs> oh, there's a hate mail episode? We don't I, I think I'm the no, only person so who funny. sent hate mail. Yeah. Aww. We we just send get... hate mail. I'll kill them. We can we send me. We sent the hate mail. Kill me. No, no. You hate mail. You're allowed to send hate mail. You're allowed. It's valid. We get we spam. Hate mail. We just get spam to our email. That's that's all really just like like actual spam spam. Yeah. Like you know like yes, we get increase your sword size. So hot Zeno singles in our area. They just send tin cans full of actual spam. Please Amazing. send us please send us anything at xenochatpodcast at gmail.com. If you want us to us address anything. hate mail. Segue. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, that's all I had on Dunman. And I think that's all we had really had for Xenoblade 1. We didn't have much in the original episode for Xenoblade 1 either, but... There are fewer um, characters. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, then uh, let's go on to Xenoblade 2 because this... Robin, you must go into this theory, because this... Okay, this is, like, I was hoping that, that Chris would be on for this, because they have uh, more insight and information on it, but this was a theory that they had heard from the Mira server, where it was that... Um, I realized I can't talk about this. This is actually about three. Oh. Is... Oh. Did I think I... I might know why, too. Oh, yeah, that... Anyway, uh, about how a Rex is an a, a romantic icon in Blade 2. Because he loves you and all you guys, and just, that's it. It's it's platonic. Yeah, Rex doesn't even know what love is. But he wants you to show him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How do you I, I heard that in my head, and then you said it. Like I'm all about making references to 80s songs. That's fantastic. That's uh, so yeah, I can't actually talk about this thing. So that's um, awkward. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we have one more thing that we can talk about. Yes. So this was something that was on the original document, um, but we actually never got to because we were distracted by Malice's hips. Literally. They don't lie. Um, so the, um, it's about the Aegises with special focus on Malos. I remember Feeny, I believe, uh, submitted that idea. Sounds on brand, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, let me see. I'm trying to um, think of, oh, go on. No, I was going to say, like, I could definitely see that. <laughs> Like like Malos being gay or at least bi, um, 
I can absolutely see that. Uh, there, there are a lot of, he, he, he has like these very special moments with Jin throughout the game. He also just seems to like, I don't know. It just, it's just kind of the vibe I get. Well, I also, also the Amalthus vibe, <laughs> Amalthus, uh, Malos. I don't remember if I brought it up in the last one, but I have to say I have not played Xenoblade Two at all. But the amount of fan art I have seen, like shipping Jin and Malos, is significant. <laughs> yeah, because it's canon. Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah, they're hung and it's canon. <laughs> yeah, they, they they have expressed Excellent. positive emotions of each other, and therefore canon. It is canon. <laughs> Word of God. They hug one, so it's canon. <laughs> that's how it works if you love someone before marriage then you're dating yeah. <laughs> so the um original document li- i mean listed the aegises as a uh trans experience um yes i think this was we did talk about this and it was about like defining yourself and also mm-hmm. um you know like the whole name changing not yeah. taking your assigned name. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Malos goes, oh, Antos, that was my name. Sorry, Logos, that was my name. And then the architect goes, yeah, it was fucking dumb then, too. <laughs> Which, you know, you don't want to hear that from your dad. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Why are you such a shitty dad? <laughs> shitty dad. I think he's got oh, something to do with name. the fact that he's been in a chair for about 10,000 years. Same. Get out of the fucking chair, dipshit. <laughs> Jeez, why can't you just go to the store to pick up milk and never come back like most dads? He is just he yeah, is just sitting there. I mean he is also like half of himself as well, so it's <clears throat> Yeah, the other half is being a narcissistic prick in another universe. Yeah, honestly, I, I prefer the architect to Zanza in the scheme of things, but well, mistakes I mean, were made. Yeah. It's it's really interesting, and God, we could do an entire episode, if there isn't one already, on just that character and the things that we could probably theorize about Zanza and and the architect and, and Kla- like Klaus, I should say. Um, But yeah, like, there's a lot you could read into that. Yes, and we have not done an episode on that. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Never-ending list. list. <laughs> hey, y'all! It's time for raid for me, so I'm a mute. <laughs> okay. okay, have fun, cat. Right. We Thank were you. done, though. That, I think that was the last topic. Yeah, we're we're Good night, done. Cat. Stay safe. So, so stick around for part two, which I'd be dumb if I even put this part in here. Because because you're, you're going to though, ain't you? <laughs> I I'm I just probably will. I'm I'm that dumb. No. Um so yeah, uh I, I was gonna use the word silly. Oh oh okay. <clears throat> I'll call you a silly. Okay. Big silly willy. <laughs> Sorry, I should I'll just stop talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how we end this. We just stop talking. <laughs> okay, okay. You say that like it's easy. <laughs> There's this YouTuber, YouTuber I've been watching lately, and I don't know how... I forget his name, 
but basically he does this thing where he, he says that if somebody else tells me to do an outro, I, and then he, and then he just cuts the video right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking one day we should do that for the, for, for the other chat. We should just say, if somebody wants us to do an outro, we're just. Over the Hello, we're back from a brief break. Um, it hasn't been weeks later. Um, but anyway, we have a uh, kind of a cast shuffle since the first part. Uh, replacing Cat and Aaron is now B. Welcome, B. Hello, hello. You must be Cat and Aaron. They You're... just yes. fused to create B. Both <laughs> of them at the same time. Fusion, ha. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we have the others back. Um, of course, me, Justin, uh, Robin. Oh, sorry. yep. There's a t- there's a tired Robin. No, oh, it's okay. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and then we got Nick and Anthony back as so, well. I'm still here for some reason. <laughs> no, I'm here. Uh, it's all good now. You're fine. So yeah, this is uh, we're going to be going into the queer theory um, on Xenoblade Chronicles three. So uh, it's going to be a lot more than the first part because we didn't have Xenoblade Chronicles three for the first queer theory episode. So let's jump into it. So the uh, I mean the one of the biggest things about Xenoblade three is that gender is um, not really rec. I mean not really recognized for the most part um at least early on mm -hmm. like um, when we're seeing kevass yeah like between the yeah uh especially in that uh shower scene the co-ed shower scene where everyone's Mm -hmm. in the shower and no one's making a big deal about it um because there's the societal standards for modesty are different within their culture and it just doesn't really exist for gender Mm-hmm. Um, which let me tell you, it was so refreshing to see a um shower or bath scene like that. Yeah, they're just vibing. Yeah, yeah. it's like nobody's being weird about it. There's no like, oh no, you saw me, you saw my arm naked. Or, or it's, crap! It was just like a normal mature shower. conversation going on while it was happening. It yeah. was like not focusing on that. It's just there. Yeah, I have my own theory on that, but I'm going to finish the game before I I air that theory. Okay. Oh, it might be so, similar so to my like, theory. Pause this entire thing so you could come back and yeah, tell us your no. theory? Or mm-hmm. All right, all right. I'll tell you the theory. I'll tell you. The, my, my theory is that when it comes to that scene in particular, um, the reason why they 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 don't seem to recognize gender is this is gonna get a little biblical so my theory is is that um in the book of genesis uh adam and eve don't recognize each other's nudity as like you know embarrassing or wrong or anything like that because they are not um uh awakened to that sort of stuff and I know Takahashi loves to throw in biblical references in his games. So what had got me thinking that this is kind of like that is that they're not 
Ouroboros yet when that scene happens and when or they become Ouroboros like part of me thinks oh the fact that they're Ouroboros now and that they're kind of freed from the flame clock they now recognize each other's gender and suddenly now oh god they're oh they're my find my teammates attractive and shit like that which is why when they're getting dressed in that scene shortly after Bantam kicks the bucket uh suddenly they're all like embarrassed and stuff about like getting changed in front of each other that's entirely my theory on that matter Uh, but my theory is the exact same as yours so stay out of my head it's a dangerous place oh we're doing it again aren't we we always do this you're the same person we're the same. I, I we really like, that, like. I think there's the amount of on, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. amount of similarities I have with with B on like so many different like like different topics is is staggering to me. It's really but, weird how much like I mean, you and I like um, like, like like align on stuff. But again, yeah. that's it, there there. There's really not a whole lot of damning evidence for that. So it's just. That's my take on it. It's my theory because, again, I know Takahashi really likes biblical references, and that's kind of where I think he's like leaning with that. But entirely, like just my take. I am fully happy and willing to acknowledge that I'm wrong and that it's just simply non-sexual nudity. Totally a like a, a refreshing. Either way, okay. it's refreshing to see it. So yeah, that, that's just my take on it. Uh, go on, Robin. Uh, just that, like, in the whole scene where then, they, after the, the Ouroboros singing, uh, it's just the guys who are at all uncomfortable, and the, the girls are just like, what the fuck was up with that? Why, why are they being so weird? And in other scenes later, Lance is completely willing to get naked in front of everybody. and That is very true. <laughs> then somebody else will be like, Lance, please put on pants. Please keep on pants. Lance pants. <laughs> I think it's somewhat like a familiarity so, thing amongst especially like the people of each side at that point. Yeah. That could, so yeah. it's not that I don't think that your theory holds any water. Like, I, I think there's definitely something to it. I'm just putting it out like, well, here are other things that contradict that. No, that's fine. I'm 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 happy to be contradicted on that. It's it's just it's 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 just it's again it's my impression of it and another thing is that there there is a scene where i don't remember why they're talking about flowers but uni goes yeah i guess girls just all like flowers so there is Mm -hmm. a recognition of girl versus boy it's just not clear if this is just the people who like flowers versus the people who don't (laughs) like flowers and i was was also gonna say like um don't isn't the concept of romance not necessarily foreign to them either and it seemed like there were scenes that kind of implied that i wasn't sure because it's so sorry no go ahead finish well i was gonna say like i know there's a scene later on that seemed to imply that they kind of already knew about it but it wasn't necessarily something that they prioritized considering that you know they gotta fight each other yeah, they need. Uh, the- there's a scene that I, I am going to mention later on when we talk about uh, lands, but <laughs> yeah, they were more concerned about filling the flame clock versus romance. Yeah, um, 
I mean, I don't, I, I in in the lifespan, I'm not sure oh, yeah. where or how far they'd really be able to go with yeah. that anyway. I don't know. Like, right. What I'm saying is that I, at least if it, it, it seemed like they were at least familiar with the idea of it, but it, probably not too many of them actually yeah. engaged. And one thing that I did like um, specifically when we were first introduced to Noah is that Noah and Chris, they were the, um, the off seers, right? Typically you would think that would be more of a feminine role, like, you know, playing food, laying them off. But I liked how that was, you know, not the case right away off bat. And I like that. Yeah. There's a lot of, gender well, you look at non-specificity yes. to yeah, things yeah. Mm-hmm. in the, this game in particular. I would That's say. another thing that I'm going to mention when we talk about oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It is perfectly fine. It's just, uh, yeah, that 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 is one thing that I actually really like about this game. I they tend to subvert expectations when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's most of where the, like, the, the vision of, oh, they don't really see gender is just that there's no divide based on that, although mm-hmm. they, they both do leave, live in queen, queendoms, but it doesn't seem like it's a, oh, obviously we must be ruled by a woman. It's just we're ruled by someone and that yeah. someone is a woman. Um, a thing I wanted to mention regarding the romance thing. Um, and now I have to try to put it back in my brain. So after finishing any given piece of media, I tend to then browse TV tropes. And there was an implication on TV tropes, the world's most reliable source for completely <laughs> true things about any given piece of media. Uh, about like, oh, the reason that Kite is weird with um, Juniper is that he doesn't recognize what the hell a crush is. So he sees mm. them and has immediate attraction, but is like completely unable to interpret that. So he's just like, well, clearly, I think they're suspicious, so that's what I'm going to act on. That's kind of the feeling I got from that scene as well, to be honest. And honestly, and also on the TV tropes thing, I've gen- like I don't look at it every time, but I've genuinely found that a, a lot of stuff that anybody's really gone to the trouble to mention there, of all places, is usually has like some grain of something to it, and it's usually ambiguous enough about it that it's like. Well, it could be this. It doesn't necessarily mean it is, but I don't know. You know, just just to say, I don't think it's like the worst source for stuff. I don't like think that. it's the. I mean, I like I said, I go there all the time. I just occasionally, I have definitely seen things where I'm like, "That's you certainly Stretching. watched a different thing than I did." Yeah, like that's a stretch that you went there, but no, I that's honestly the way I interpreted that scene with Kite and Juniper as well. There's also a person, I cannot remember the name of this particular character in um, whatever colony is, Alexandria is in, um, where he like actually makes Tyon uncomfortable because he's just really flirtatious with the girls. And he's like, why is this guy standing so close to the girls? I don't like it. Hmm. And... I thought, oh, see, this this points out that they did have some sort of romance, but then I'm like, oh no, because this was after you've liberated them from the flame clock, so it's not necessarily a thing that they had beforehand. Yeah, that'd be evidence in that direction. I'm not sure. I don't know if I remember an NPC like that in Alexandria's personally, but, you know. Yeah, I, again, I don't remember his name, but 
there is like a one of the little talky scenes where Tyon's like, I don't like how this guy is constantly standing next to you, you three. Mm. And then they're like, yeah, actually, it is kind of weird. You're right. Okay, that was what I had to say mm. on that subject. Mm. Well, speaking of Juniper, shall we talk about them a little bit? Yeah, they say no to gender. You want yeah, you know, to know what their gender it. is? <laughs> it is two. That is their gender. Literally, in the code, they, they, there's like a little binary for gender. Juniper, the number in Juniper is two. So literally, we're coded existing outside the gender binary. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that like what they did with Rock in... Yes, Rock was four. Rock was four. Gender four. four. Yeah, in this situation, yeah, zero is male and one is female. Which doesn't make sense because there's like no use like it, it, in two they ever had missions where they need you needed to have a boy type or a girl type yeah but here you you never need that so i don't know why it's there at all it could have been like a form body type basis like i guess thing. who knows I guess it, could like, be. it could have been the call sometimes like, developers models. put extra details into games because they don't know whether or not they're going to need them. It's well, it's that weird. organization purposes is my own. Yeah, case. yeah, it could be oh, to call certain methods for exactly. like certain assets. Yeah, That's possible. I was going to also say they copy pasted stuff from Blade Two. I don't know. That that's could be that. probably then, then we what need I more would. genders. <laughs> it could be it could be anything from like calling to a specific like matrix that calls like different body t- like models. Or and like animations, even it could be like, yeah. oh, they yeah. assign particular animation groups to yeah. like yeah, female characters that. as opposed to male characters and such. You know, it's... you gotta assign them to the to the boob bounce. <laughs> yeah, but but Juniper <laughs> gets unique boob bounce. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Does, does uh, Juniper is a no. was a dang. Like what? The, the side quest with Juniper is not optional, so you're you're definitely going to meet Juniper. I just mm-hmm. wish that Juniper's side quests hadn't been so depressing. That that's my only take. You, on you it. read it differently than I did, but yeah, I I could see why you would think that. Um. Yeah. I mean, as we already discussed, Juniper is uh identifies uh, with the they them pronouns. Um. Especially in the English version, but I guess in the different uh, language languages, they're, they're kind of treated a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking on the uh, the fandom wiki, and um, so, for example, for like the French version uh, of Xenoblade Three, uh, they use a, a mixture of different like non-gendered pronouns and different pronouns and no pronouns. So it's like a mix of different things to refer to them. I thought that was interesting. Of course, in the mm-hmm. Japanese version, they wouldn't be really be referring in pronouns for that that one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. And, yeah, go on. I was gonna say, and I don't think any characters in the game even use like gender pronouns, just like or even in the menus, unless like somebody could tell me something about that. Like at all, or I I don't remember if I, there was I any. I could have sworn 
I, I, I mean, I might be wrong. It just, I, I feel like there's, there were definitely a few characters that, you know, use some pronouns. Like maybe you, in the tutorial, tutorials when you, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't like. I, I don't know about like menus. I just meant like the characters themselves. Characters, yeah. Like I, I yeah. <laughs> like I, I swear, like I remember, like Santa bringing up particular like characters like. Wait, wait, how I'm trying to well, like uh some that I might not be able to mention in front of Anthony who hasn't finished the game and like just referring to them as her or she or something like that, you know. But I'm not for sure. Like it's it's hard to remember that specifically, but mm-hmm. I I feel like that happened. Uh wait, Ant got pest chapter five so i can't bring up like shania would yeah i'm in i'm in the middle of chapter six i'm at i'm I'm currently fighting redacted right oh i thought you were in chapter seven no yeah i I was thinking it was in chapter seven too but i couldn't remember for sure at this point oh okay so he he's actually not as close to the end as i thought he was i thought you were at he's almost Mm. to chapter seven Mm. okay okay that's fine I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I, I've been taking a bit of a, a bit of a break from the game because Monster Hunter stole my soul again, and um, I just beat that yesterday, so I, I'm getting close. I'm going back to it next. I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time on it. I, j- I just thought you were further along was all. Yeah, but yeah, so, that's yeah. Juniper. I mean, yeah, I really don't have much else to say about it's, them. It's, I was gonna say it's like kind of hard to speak much about Juniper on. A lot of things because Juniper is like very no nonsense, I guess you would say. I like it's there's not like a lot of um more emotional things or things on like that kind of level that it seems like Juniper really or like it doesn't seem like Juniper goes into like a lot of personal details or anything. Yeah, ever. Juniper seems very muted as a like emotionally muted as a character. Like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Nick. So yeah, like, like she likes to grow spuds. They definitely have a lot to say about things, but nothing like particularly that says a lot about them other than they know a lot of things about, you know, how to live the way they live and, you know, what they appreciate about that. So, I mean, like, yeah, that does say some things about them. It's just that there are other aspects uh, that it's really hard to read as far as like mm-hmm. Juniper's personality is concerned. Yeah. I feel like they did a lot with helping the other colonies, but I, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. It was kind of very muted. Um, we didn't really get too much personality wise from that character yeah. specifically. All in all, I did like Juniper. I, I did honestly want a bit more from the character um but i think all of us did because yeah like cause we, I, we had yeah. multiple discussions about this like yes when the, game came, when the game came out there was a period of time where like twitter was just going was just popping off on juniper they're like oh my god juniper is the best they're their single greatest thing here like people were going crazy over juniper and then all of us in our chat were kind of just like they're all right <laughs> yeah i'm like maybe I, I feel like maybe some people read into uh, Juniper like some things that I missed or something. And yeah. I, I kind of hope, you know, for some people, Juniper really did 
mm-hmm. make a big impact in that way. Oh, I mean, yeah. I kind of hope. I do mm-hmm. hope that for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. But I, I just, me personally, I don't really know. It's hard to say what that is. Yeah, and so. I also liked. I mean, they didn't. They didn't make like a big deal about them being non-binary and I yeah, think that's and, pretty cool and, and an example yeah, I can I use that. too is and I don't remember what game it was but there a new release and they said you could pick either male, female, or non-binary and a lot of Harvestella. people make a big deal. Which one? Uh, it was Harvestella which is a yeah, great game. Yeah so everyone was making a big deal they're like this is the first character in any video game that's non-binary it's like wait oh. a minute oh no no, <laughs> I feel like they say that every time. It's like Disney's yeah, new character. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> was, it, was this not well, brought up in like Cyberpunk? Well, also I think people were upset that it was an option, but it's like just just let people choose whatever yeah, just, the, the yeah. pronouns they want. Yeah. It's really yeah. not a big deal. I, I remember we're in the twenty second century, twenty first, whatever century. 21st. Still, still twenty first. Still twenty first. We're in that century, yeah. so let's get with it. <laughs> yeah, people people like to be jerks about that. It was the same thing when um, Rune Factory Five was coming out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we decided we might add some gay romance in here," and then people are just like, "Oh nope, they they ruined the game." It's like, shut up. <laughs> yes, how dare there be options? If you can see <laughs> my eye rolling right now, they're rolling. They're just like, <laughs> was it was it a puzzle game you were playing that had the the windscreen that said, uh. Like ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, or everyone in between, or something like that on it. And there's like, uh, oh, I think you. So, are you talking about the older game? Yeah, it was an older game. It so, like a- okay, so okay, I was actually thinking about bringing this up, but now that you you mentioned, it, I'm going to bring it up. So, funny enough, um, I had forgotten about this until I replayed this recently, but Parodius. Oh, Parodius yes. games. <laughs> the Super Nintendo version. I was playing out the Super Nintendo version of Parodius. Um, in Gradius, right, when you get to the high score, you can type in your high score and then, like, you put your little name and you could generally choose, uh, you could choose a sex, you could choose male, female. And since Parodius is a parody of Gradius, you can do male, female, or other. And then there's a whole bunch of other images underneath it. So it's like, yeah, look up <laughs> Parodius. Basically, it, they are mocking the idea of gender there, since it's supposed to be a parody, right? You can read it that way. And I think that's pretty neat. And that game came out in 92. So, yeah, all these games that are trying to think, that think they're, like, you know, cutting edge. Parodius got your beat. Wow! All right. Parodius, Parodius, well. No, that's okay. It was a good tangent. Um, so, shall we talk about Ashira? Oh, yeah, and Uni. <laughs> I like Ashira. She made me laugh. Ashira's great. Shira is yes. such a great fucking character. She's insane, and I love her. <laughs> yes, yes, she is insane. She just she just made me all giddy inside with her madness, love of battle. <laughs> the, the way she just pisses off Uni is just oh, so it's great. great. It's so awesome. They're polar opposites and like not in a good, not in the we attract kind of way. It's no, they absolutely attract. I was gonna say, hold your tongue. Yeah, hold your tongue. They absolutely attract. There is a reason that that class gets passed to uni. 
Bro, mm-hmm. like there's literally um a line where Senna looks at them and just it is just like I can't tell if they're gonna hug or throttle each other. <laughs> does that's cool. like the their ending is or Ashira's quest ending is literally Uni and her going, We're going to die for each other. Like yeah, what are much. you talking yes. about? Yeah. Yeah. If you die, I'll die. They're even sitting on like a ledge. Like with their feet hanging out, like this big, like this bonding session thing going on here while well, they're standing on it. But you know, I I imagined that a second part where they're. I, <laughs> I read it. I they read could have been sitting I, there. They I, might I as well it. have been. I they, read it. Oh, they I might as well have been sitting like, there with their arms uh, around each other when they did it. With the way the conversation went, that's all. I'm go on, Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. No, I was. I was just gonna say the way i read it is is that they reach kind of a, a like an understanding with each other that they don't agree but they do kind of like have this mutual respect for the other with Ashera saying you know you're you're right about some things and uni's like yeah i guess you're right about some stuff and it's more like it's more i read it more as a i can agree to work with you but I also still want to punch you in the face. <laughs> Ant, you didn't play the second part of their quest line, did you? Wait, there's a second part? Yep. There's a second yeah. part for like, every quest. There's a second part for every quest? Yes. Yep. I mean, it's like a for side all quest. The characters, not, they all for have all like a second oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, oh, not, it's not like mandatory, no. but it's there. We just blew his mind. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, I, of you. I, I knew it because I've been watching oh most of his God. playthroughs. <laughs> I had a feeling that was what happened. Apparently major spoilers for the game. (sighs) Okay, well, um, I have work to do. (laughs) 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 Holy crap. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Ashira and Uni are dating, so that's good to know. Anyways, um, we can move on to our next character. Definitely one of our. Oh, I, I like to think a lot of us like lands a lot. Very yes, much so. Oh god, every time name. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Every time someone says lands a lot, I think of Lance a lot. It just makes me <laughs> <a> lot. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, Wait, Lance. there's an entire song about his sexuality. What? Uh, spam a lot. There's a song. Oh, spam. Yeah. Since since he said Lance a lot, then I thought about this. The, I saw that show for my birthday. I don't remember when I saw that show, but I saw it. But yeah, uh, Lens, you know, possible aromantic because he shows little interest in pursuing relationships. Like, and I remember he even outright says, like, you can count me out of any of that. So. Oh, yeah, he does during the. Yeah, he outright says. That's why I was saying before, like, it seemed like they were kind of aware of, like, some relationship aspects. Yeah, it seems vaguely. Um, the... It was that was during the scene with. um Mio and Noah having the misunderstanding. Yeah. I I wasn't sure how to take how he said that if he meant like just in general that kind of thing. But I I do yeah I do kind of see. Well, the that. reason why I I feel like they were talking about this because he was talking to Tyon about it and like Lance just like yeah you can count me out of any of that and then Tyon's just kind of like um he, he Tyon has like that moment where he's like he wants to say yes and agree with Lance but at the same time he's like having trouble like doing so because like you know mm-hmm. deep down. He, clearly likes uni he had to adjust yeah. his glasses first i'm sure yeah it's like um what's that, what's that one what's that one gif with the little kid and like his eyes are like darting back and forth oh yeah yeah that, that's essentially what tyon was doing during that scene tyon like 
Lance just doesn't get it. No, no <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like of the uh, the three pairs of characters, him and Senna are like the only two that don't really seem to have romantic interests to each other. At least in comparison to Noah and Mio and Uni and Tyon. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're they're definitely more um they they definitely feel more just like a just very platonic friends kind of besties. And I'm and I'm actually happy about that. I, I think it would have been kind of lame if like every single pairing was a romantic pairing Agreed. in this. So um I, I think it's nice to just have you know, all right, we got we got this one pairing that they they they're they're just friends and and they like that. And if anything, I kind of see them as each other's wingmen. And like, I mean, I, you know, I'll get I'll get to that when we talk about Senna. I'll, we'll we'll talk about being wingmen in a bit. But uh, I just yeah, think I, it's so wild that you have that you guys have had like the complete opposite reading than I did because like I don't know what it is, but like they were the first couple I paired off and like. I don't know. I just I see them as a thing. Yeah, I can see why you because, say uh, that. you haven't played. <laughs> I'm part sorry. Yet. I was going to say they immediately hit it off. Yes, but that doesn't mean like like romantically. You know, like I, I I and I'm like I'm not against that if they wanted to, had wanted to do that. I don't really. It doesn't matter. But I did think it was nice that they didn't seem to really go there. Yeah, not at least at the very least they weren't like. They weren't really pushing it in our faces nearly as much as say no one Mio or you oh, yeah. Ion. Mm-hmm. And I and that has to be a deliberate choice because like they're very much like, yeah, no one Mio are supposed to be a pairing. Yeah, Uni yeah. and Tyon are very much supposed to be a pairing. But like Lance and Senna, they're a little bit more ambiguous about that. And I feel like that's deliberate. Yeah. yeah I liked I, it. I, I liked it. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you guys are saying that because that's gonna it's gonna definitely make me look at it differently, and I wanna I wanna look at things from different perspectives. So I'm I'm when I play the game now, I'm gonna be looking for that. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, um, we were mentioning this earlier about how Xenoblade kind of like subverts our expectations when it comes to gender roles in RPGs and classes. I really like the fact that. Lance gets some support classes by default. Like Lance gets Fiona's yeah. class by default, and I think that's freaking crazy, right? Like when you we unlock her class, I'm like, there's no fucking way Lance is getting it. So then Lance is the one who gets it by default. I'm like, what? Oh, I loved that. That was great. Terrible in it. <laughs> yeah, it does, but it's so funny. It's but like Lance it's- just turned into Donald Duck or something. <laughs> <laughs> and also. You know, of course, there's this little thing that I found by complete accident. You can make Lance kiss. <laughs> that was just an island. Please, please elaborate on this. <laughs> this was complete by complete accident. You know how, how I managed to do this shit. So I was playing it, and um, where was I? I was you were in, in the city. I was in the city. You were downstairs just, in the city. You were downstairs down in the city, and I was... Down down city, and I was I was controlling lands and I'm running around and I, I ran up to that NPC and I, you know, I, 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 I ran up to Travis, I hit A 
And then I let the controller down because I think I was like looking at my computer or something. And then I turned around and I see like Lance just like has his arm over him and so does Travis. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is going on on my screen? <laughs> and then I like took a picture of that. When you took the screenshot, their faces had fused together. <laughs> and I was like, that is not how you make out. Was that in your screenshot sure. or when I was like, oh shit, it happened to me too? Maybe. And I, I, I thought it was I thought it was in Justin's. I don't. It, it might have been. I just thought that I like overdid it. I'm like, oh no, I made them stand too close. Oh no, what's <laughs> happened? They messed up. Lands, no. So <laughs> <laughs> really, it's Travis. No, you're 40. You know better. He's like 45, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, tra- no. Travis. Travis, Travis no. Travis, no. Uh, please. <laughs> No, please let's not. But to to be fair, I'm pretty sure Travis isn't the only NBC you could do that with. So yeah, Travis. Forget Travis. He's the the second in command in the city. Monica's right hand man, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember (laughs) him, but okay. You'll remember him more later because he starts appearing a lot more. (sighs) Anyways, moving on from lands, we'll get to Senna. Um, I. Definitely read Senna as lesbian. I do too. And she has yeah, a lot like, of. She has a lot of. Um, she has a lot of other female characters in this game. She connects with in mm-hmm. various ways, and you'll find her like, like, it, like some of them. I get being like almost like a foil for her too. But um, even so, like, there's a lot that she seems to bring up that suggests that to me anyway. Anyway, go, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, like, throughout the game, Senna is significantly more affectionate towards the female characters compared to the male ones. And, like, I I love the scene where she calls Uni love and Uni gets upset. I do, too. That was great. But then Uni calls everybody else love for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That is a great scene. For both, like for Senna, most of her significant relationships have been with women, and for Lance, like one of his most significant relationships was Yorin, so it was with a man. Well, Yorin and Noah, I would say. And Noah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I, I wasn't cons- counting the main cast just because I'm like, yeah, Ben, his best, his besties, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then and Noah, and there's that lovely Uni. clip I posted in the in the doc. <laughs> Of Uni having her head against Senna's shoulder. Aww. Speaking of... And Senna trying her damnness to keep looking forward and not at Uni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one one thing I love that they do in the... Um, whenever you're at the campsites is, like, the various, like, scenes. And uh, the re- one of the things with, like, the Noah and Lance thing is, like, where Noah and Lance are just sitting by the campfire back to back. And just kind of like talking. Yeah, I, re- I really like how they did that oh, with them. But anyway, that's not that's not about Senna. <laughs> yeah. And also, what, what's nice about that scene with like Uni is just like uh, has her head on um Senna. I love how you just have Lands like right in the back, like he's just giving her an invisible thumbs up, like yeah, do it up, girl. <laughs> wingman. Yeah, they are each other's wingmen. That's been my head cannon. <laughs> I. Th- I, I also like how they um do, are they the only two that no I thought that um her and Mio did this too and it's very obvious that like Senna is very attached to Mio of course yeah oh yeah 
and like really looks up to Mio as well. Uh, like we we see a lot of like flashback cutscenes about that too. And she had like a fast bond with Shania. Yeah, she did. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. she did. And uh, I, I feel like the Shania thing in some ways is just like it, it's like that bond, and then like like Shania betraying like leading her to just worry about herself more because of how yeah, plug your ears. was. And, yeah. No, oh, it's gotten past that part. Oh, okay. It's gotten past that part. But not only should, uh, I mean, well, the the next character I bring up that, uh, one of the other characters I would bring up that uh, Senna has a pretty significant bond with through all of her missions that Anne might not want to hear about is, well, technically a completely optional character, but the last unlockable class, and you might want to plug your ears now. Oh, hang on a second. Let me uh, let me let me just just uh, ping me in the uh, in the chat when I'm good to come back. Got All right, okie dokie. Can't hear you. Got my uh, got my fingers in my ears. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like Sigiri, like she. I mean, she names her even, <laughs> and they have like a different kind of bond, of course, but um. Like, that's one that comes to mind. And I think there was another one that I'm, like, blanking on right now. Um, But, yeah, Sigiri is, like, Senna plays a significant role in basically all of Sigiri's missions. And it's it's almost like, I'd almost say it's like a big sister thing with Sigiri that she has, you know. Like yeah, it, it, it feels that. like she takes her in as like a younger sister type thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I think I think Shania is one of the one of the bigger ones. Was there any others that anybody was think could think of? Because I'm the ladies I'm that Senna bonds with. Yeah, I don't remember anything significant with Gondor, but I feel like they meshed well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that also is like partially the extension of the Shania thing in some ways, but yes, I, I would agree. All right, then I guess we gotta rope that guy back in. Get yeah, get our token straight. I, I feel like I should have had more to say about that after bringing it up like that. Okay, fingers I, are no longer in my ears. Yeah. All right, welcome back. That's a lot okay, of so, gross. <laughs> so uh, thanks for sharing. Moving on, let's talk about Gray and Guernica. The cannon. 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 Yeah, it happened one time. It, 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 happened, it happened several one. times. No, I mean, about? it happened no, so I said, Okay, that. I didn't Sorry, say at. I didn't say one. I didn't mean to say one time. I meant to say at one time they definitely had a thing going. <laughs> Guernica and who? Gray. Gray. Who's Gray? Did you not get Gray? Gray. The guy Bernica with the guns. like, Gray, we can't do this no more. I yeah, have to yeah, start a family. Is he, is he a hero? Mask yes. guy. Yes. yes. Yep, definitely, definitely did not get Gray yet. Oh. Oh. You could have gotten him, like, super early, dude. I yeah. may have Anthony to play the game and backtrack. Have you even oh. seen him? He's a dude with an eye patch. Nope. And a mask. He's nope. a cowboy. He's oh, a boy. ninja nope. cowboy. Plug your ears. Uh, no, he doesn't have to. No, if it, if no, we're like, just spoiling no. Gray for you. Just let him hear it. If it's, if it's like, uh, if it's a hero, I really don't 
it, it's not really all that spoilery to me. It's really nope. just the main main plot that I'm. Anyway, so Gray absolutely did puppy play with Guernica. That is canon. <laughs> if you ever did Gray's quest, where like they make a joke about him being Guernica's dog, this is clearly because it was such a well known thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course, we all know that Gray is not flexible enough to lick himself. That is also canon. Oh, you sniffed us out all the way out here. You're like a right proper hound. Ha, you're right on the money there. He's Vandam's little doggy is what he is. <laughs> wait, 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 please tell me the line that relates to, because I cannot Because, the, the, I forgot her name, but she tells him, to, hey dog, lick yourself, and he goes, I'm not that flexible. That is oh, literally yeah, right. in the yeah. game. That really was what they said. I forgot for a second there. It all came Dang. back to me. Looks like we'll have to get rough. Or are you going to sit there like good pooch and lick yourself? Yeah, I'm not that flexible. I need to. Uh, I need to go back and get this guy. He's and way more disappointing than I'm making him sound. And then I like the Gr class though. The class is awesome. amazing. Gray his class his... is one of my favorites. I love. I I put that outfit on uni and like never took it off. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I was just no, no. Was it... uh, it was say us. that uh, Gray does have that. Uh, wife that's half his age, but it seems uh, like their relationship is more of a... That, that's his beard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Besides his beard, he has his beard. He's got yeah. two beards. Double beard. I wish I had two beards. <laughs> his wife's my age. She's just into old men. But also, I think their relationship was one of convenience, but... Maybe. Yeah, we could go into that more. Like, I mean, this is us just like writing away the fact of why did you make give him such an uncomfortably young? I don't know why they did that. That was that was so unnecessary. Don't do that, right? We'll save that for the gray episode. Save that for the why did you do that, Xenoblade Three episode? Oh yeah. Where we complain about Monica for a half hour. Yeah, oh half an hour God. complaining about Monica. Monica, I love you, but why? Why did they do that? Okay. Wait, All right. Wait, honestly, so in that world setting, I can Monica's see it literally one of my just favorite characters. Like what do they do to Monica? Anyway, oh. so one day <laughs> Anthony will learn math. You'll Play the game, yeah, find out. Learn math. Um, well, I mean, right. technically he should know by now, but anyway. Yeah, just do math. Uh, anyway, so, well, next, I don't know if Ant is far enough for this talk or not. Because uh, I don't no, remember. Not. Absolutely I don't not. think no, because this no. was like chapter, chapter seven. seven. Ah, okay. yeah, well, that is that's the case. Seven. This is where I dip out. I will bid you all. I think we can just. They we'll do just show a few scenes of them yeah. both earlier on. But... I, yeah, um, I think also we could just like move it down to a lower point if we wanted to come back to it. Okay, so, let me... Yeah, I, will, I will yeah. physically move this. Uh, I'm going to so, move all the, like, Chapter 7 stuff down, then? Yeah, I was going to I'm just going to put it also, right... Yeah, I just put it right... This is excellent audio content. I'll Great. cut it, or put it in the... Don't, don't skip bloopers. this. Don't uh, skip spoilers. But also, just the point that's under... Uh, 
the one that starts with Gondor, also move that one down to the Oh, end. yes, 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 yes. I Actually, guys, I uh real quick, I actually do need to dip. Um Oh, okay. no, you don't. So, I'll uh, I'll catch you guys on the morrow. Have a good rest of the chat. Fare thee well. He's just going to stay here, but he's going to pretend like he's muted, and then he's going to complain that we spoiled the whole game. Fair. Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> you want to plug anything real quick? Okay, cool. Uh, yes. Uh, retro, come watch me play Xenoblade 3 again soon on Retro. You better. Bye. Thanks for joining Bye. us. Santa uh, has to... gone offline. While you're moving all those down, <gasps> Not until next time. Mission, our sponsor, HelloFresh. I'm just kidding. We don't have sponsor. <laughs> <If only> ah! <laughs> Huh. Right for real, right? Like that would have been great. That would be great. I mean, HelloFresh, you want to sponsor us? <laughs> I don't want you to. Sponsor I know you're us. listening. HelloFresh, which listens to every single podcast and goes mm, this one. This one. Come on, but you know who will sponsor us? Raid Shadow Legends. Yes, Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, HelloFresh, NordVPN, Sakura Co. Box. Come on, let's, uh, let's get to uh, that. Did you know that Raid Boxes. Shadow Legends is a game that might feature a non-binary character? Jeez. Okay, so now might. that we've made a million billion dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're so rich. Anyway, let's get back. Um, I've already moved the, 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 the characters around, so That's I'm not going to move them back. Yeah, so, no, that would be silly. Yeah, so let's go I'm on to Teach. To I'm curious about this one. I'm curious to hear what this one is. Oh, uh, this one and another point that I'll make later, they're both kind of just a, I would understand this interpretation, but I do not think it was a developer intent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similar to back when I was talking about Gay Dunban, where I'm like, I, well, at first the time I thought it was a developer's intent. And then I realized, oh no, I'm just projecting. I'm the Gay Dunban. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right about Dunban. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's been confirmed <laughs> canon by by Nick. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So teach it's just I could understand like relating to his narrative to a trans one where it's you have a character who has past they don't want to discuss who reinvents themselves. Oh, that and makes sense. has their whole new existence where they're doing way better. But again, that's definitely not the intent. It's just, no. hey, if you want to read it this way, I get you. I mean, that's 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 this entire most well, most of this episode. So it, I mean, it's most of this episode, but also like we're not talking about characters where it's just like, hey, you want to read Noah his trans? Great, thumbs up. Because there's nothing there. Mm. Whereas there's a bit more substantial thing where if I'm talking about teach. Mm-hmm. So we, it's not just you know, thumbs up, we don't care about your head cannons. It's, you know, we're, we're talking about characters where they have a little bit more going on than just like, hey, mm-hmm. I head cannon this. It's like, okay, cool. That's that's cool. You have fun. No, yeah, you can definitely do that. You can yeah. definitely do that with Teach. So that's that was my point with Teach. And I guess just because I alluded to her, uh, also with Alexandria, it's a similar character who has passed that she doesn't want to talk about that she's like worried it will affect how people view her. There is also um, Chickadee will bring up how Alexandria wears makeup to make herself look older, which you could also relate to like trying to appear more feminine, trying to like make sure she is viewed the way she wants to be. Mm -hmm. And also the 
that she's the only or one of a very few at least character where she has a title that indicates a gender at all being dame alex yeah that's true that is true so it'd be like no i am i is not boy alex i'm dame alex (laughs) (laughs) which is also just i'm dame alex which is also just a really funny way to make to think about her like doing a transition of just like um look I'll figure out a name later just right now just put girl in front of my name <laughs> it's like I don't know Lady Alex or something Dame Alex is pretty good I don't know <laughs> so that's that's my thing with uh, Teach and Alexandria's trans narratives very good point yeah, yeah I get that yeah all right so shall we discuss Triton. I love Triton. I love Triton. He's great. His his last quest is great. Yes, where you learn about his ex-boyfriend. You guys had me, like, underhyped for um, his uh, Ascension quest a little bit, because I went in and was like, oh, it's probably gonna be nothing to it, and I got a lot more out of that one than I thought I was going to, so I I was happy. I I really enjoyed it. No, I meant, like, whenever I was talking to Bot. Oh, it's well because I wasn't sure since Kristen seemed to like it and I really liked it, so I was like, I don't know how you'll feel about it. I oh, really I it liked great. it. I did I did too. I thought it was great. But it yeah, had some it, of the greatest lines. And I and I feel like some of the things that like um Well like well I think what Chris I think Chris was like looking for something different in it, but I guess I wasn't and I ended up getting more than I expected out of it. And like a lot of the things that I feel like maybe some people were looking for in it were not necessarily things that I needed it to outright blatantly tell me about Triton. So maybe that's why, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Chris just wanted a bit more about the character and we don't get more about the character. We just get more of the character. Yeah, and mm-hmm. honestly, that's fine. I- I'm kind of liking the idea of Triton being the kind of guy that like doesn't really worry i mean like he's probably forgotten a lot of his past anyway well i mean he's clearly for probably yeah, he's blatantly he, he's blatantly. very much forgotten a lot and he lives in the now and that's just part of who he is and i'm fine with that i really don't need like a lot of his past because i i'm more interested in him at present in a lot of ways and, and that's how we know he's, he's not about sexual Oh, is that where we're going with this? I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just sorry. I was just leading in with like an introductory, like my thoughts on Triton in general. I was welcome, trying to relate welcome. it back to the episode. I was going to say, welcome to the queer theory episode, Nick. <laughs> we have to relate it back, <laughs> and it's that when you ask Triton his sex, he goes, "Why are you offering?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. And then he yeah. laughs at his own joke. And he does this every goddamn time at the doctor's office. <laughs> You're like, you sure about that? And he's like, who knows, am I? Yeah, he's Yes, been... Triton, now can you just answer the chart? Well, it depends, of course. Yeah, but his, his Ascension Quest is, is kind of adorable in the way that he's trying to remember so hard uh, about that that dish that his very very close friend <laughs> possibly close friend who gets who gets a heart on the chart gets a 
heart chart chart heart. I thought maybe you were gonna go with that was like, oh that that could have been his boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was where we were going and then oh, I yeah. just okay, like, so because was. we were talking about Triton so much, Tyler, and I realized that also Triton is definitely the type where if you say, Hey, I'm DTF, he goes, Whoa, me too. <laughs> Fair enough. That and he's been around for so long that yeah, why not? He loves new experiences. He's gonna say yes. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. That's part of being a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Part of being a man of the sea, for real. For real, for real. All right, so shall we... I mean, we've already talked a little bit about Gondor and Chania, but shall we kind of discuss them a little bit more in detail? Yes. Okay, because definitely... uh, Chania... Because there, there... I mean, there's terrible times that Chania is either envious of Gondor or just Mm -hmm. plain just yeah just really looks up to her um but gondor for the most well she has some moments but for the most part it's not almost doesn't seem not into it yeah just kind of sad because i was like come on gondor be nice to shania but then shania does some things that are (laughs) (laughs) that that got her off of the nice list yes yeah yes i was I was also somebody who was like, damn, Gondor, what the fuck? And then by the end of that chat, I was like, no, actually, Gondor did nothing wrong. Well, that's the this other is- thing. Like, when you do Senna's Ascension Quest and you, like, see some of their interactions with yeah. more context, you realize, oh, it's not that Gondor was consistently awful to Shania. It's not that at Shania all. Shania focused on awful. the negatives of what mm-hmm. Gondor was saying. Yeah. And, and yeah. by that point, Gondor just was kind of fed up with it. And that was like kind of unfortunately like her her mother put her through all that shit so like yeah of course she was going to read it that way. She mm-hmm. like she didn't stay. She I never had a chance. <laughs> and I never it's had another a chance sort of like, you know, hey, your family's rejecting you, you're just trying to be yourself, but, like, you also want your mother's, your shitty mother's approval, and you end up denying yourself and then becoming a terrible person who tries to kill a whole village. Every gay's heard the story. (laughs) 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 Ah, it happens every time. um, And, like, honestly, there's a a part of that that could have been, like, maybe Gondor was partially got to that point where we were just seeing all that awful stuff because like later on it was like i'm sick of telling you this over and over again i'm, I'm yeah, done Gondor being nice about not this. a patient person yeah no gosh no uh poor shania but hmm. she turned to the dark side they had more cookies <sighs> and death <laughs> anyway um <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go on to <laughs> Mwamba and Hacked? Some of them. Mwamba yes. and Hacked uh, decide to travel the world together. Done. <laughs> yes. Which Mwamba... Plus they're the same character, so they might as well be besties and together forever. Yeah, both of these guys died at the very beginning of Xenoblade 3. And, and they then... were one month away from retirement. One month away from retirement. <laughs> And then, like uh, they 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 reunited at the 
it, wait, didn't didn't they reunite at the end? Yes. They unite because they were on oh. opposite sides initially. Oh, that's right. They were on opposite sides. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah, I remember they, now. <laughs> they died together and now they live together. And they yeah. want to travel the world together. It's yeah. adorable. All right. <laughs> that's about it. That's yeah. it. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I, that's all I have. That I barely like, remember it. Okay, yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> Dirk, uh, earring code. Yeah, uh, according to gay earring code, uh, Dirk wears his earring on the uh, on the right. That means he's gay. Who is Dirk? I don't remember. <laughs> Council B. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Columbus' uh, real name? Okay. Council he's, Z. He's the game's Groff. Yeah, he's the Groff. Yeah. I just forgot that his name was actually Dirk. Dirk, and he wears his earring on the right, uh, therefore gay. Next. <laughs> I buy it. Sure, that works. Okay, so... Don't make the rules. <laughs> Sorry, the look, rules. it's earring code, okay? You're gonna tell me that this was just happenstance and not a deliberate choice by the developers who looked up <laughs> American earring code in the 70s? <laughs> Weirder things have happened. I'm I, I would think I would almost go with like Dirk just being about like the same as Triton in terms of things. Except like, you're much more discreet dressed when he does it. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's like it it looks higher society, but that doesn't mean it's different. All right, so that was next. really all we had about Dirk. It was just a silly joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so next up we have Nia and her. Uh, Two weed smoking girlfriends. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about this. Yeah, we're gonna talk I about guess this. We are. Yeah, because Nia's in a relationship with Pyra, Mithra, and Rex. And it's canon. It's canon. Oh my goodness. Actually, we I have pictures so many different ways. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have words about this, and they are not good ones. Actually, this is where I probably should bring up the Rex thing, but um, what I love go ahead and you say your words you first. Really I feel like I've spoken a lot. So let me just start by saying what the actual fuck, Monolith? Way to take something that I didn't even like in the Xenoblade 2 ending and just make it worse. I was not a fan of Pyramid showing up at the end. And to know that they show up so that Rex can fuck them both together like, <laughs> and have kids with them just and fucking Nia. enrages me. And, and Nia. <laughs> like, come on. Just the idea Aww. that like they just validated all the people who called Xenoblade 2 a fucking harem like this is just enraging. Like, why? <laughs> why? Let it all out. It was adorable. I mean, I'll, I'll give, <laughs> I'll give them this. At least they're the only harem thing that had the balls to actually do that, I guess. Yep. That is one of the only things about it, but still, bro. Like, come on. No, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. Why do they have to go for the low hanging fruit with that one? It's, and it's just like. It's like they and what's what's so bad about it is they drop that and then just end the game there. It's like, okay. It, like, what about the Xenoblade 1 characters? They don't get a fucking picture with their nope. babies. Nope. Like, yeah, like, you know, Melia looks at the Monado. That was kind of cute. And then, yeah. like, 
Nia gets to see the picture. And at first I'm like, okay, cool. There's adult Rex. But then I realized what's in there. I'm like, oh, no. No. <laughs> it flashes oh. across the screen Rex so got fast. Busy. Rex got oh. busy. Well, here's the thing. He got busy, but he had to, like, coordinate that. Like, right? He had to get his girls to sync up. Yeah, they were all infants. Holy how shit. Do you, yeah. How do you coordinate your nut with three different women like that? Um, how do you coordinate <laughs> their ovulation like, like that? What the fuck? It's a foursome. That's not, like, no. that isn't enough. It's just all aligned. <laughs> like,. like that's some. That's some fucking. You know, anything like, I can say at this point is just actually really <laughs> way too gross for the podcast and possibly just, ears. No, oh, wait, just say it. They model so, wanted to go there, so there, they no, won't I was go talking there. About coordinating the nut, and then I was like, "Hey, self, here's a fun tip. Stop." <laughs> yeah, have hey, we haven't gone far enough with this yet. No. What about that uh, Rex theory you were going to so talk about? Was, yeah, yeah. This was something that uh, Chris brought up to me and. Uh, they found it in the the Mira server, where somebody was suggesting that um, the way that blades reproduce. I think they said it was more like the the Asari from Mass Effect, where it's more based on their feelings, and then the emotional link allows them to reproduce. So it's not like Rex got wet and wild with three ladies. If three <laughs> ladies really loved Rex, and they reproduced. And I think that's a really nice way to look at it and less upsetting to your brain. And then you remember Asami exists and realize there's no way in hell that if Blades reproduce that way, Asami has not had a baby with her driver just to trap them in a relationship. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds, that sounds possible. <laughs> yes. But the um, flip side of that is that it means that Senna is definitely more Egg and Bridget's child. I hate to be this way, but honestly, that entire thing, I, I can't even be so mad at it because it just makes me laugh more than anything. It, it is really ridiculous, but at the same time, it just makes me upset because, like, they basically just validated something that people used to always say that Bash is in a Blade 2. And it's yeah, just like, that, now that just, they just gave validity to that. And I'm so upset about that. And I'm upset about it because, like, again... I didn't like the idea of Bulpyra and Mithra showing up at the ending. I kind of felt like that cheapened that whole it, segment. It cheapens the scene. And then yeah. to yeah, know yeah. that the reason they come oh, back nice. is so that they can be in a relationship and have kids. It's like, it's like okay, so that's all they... That is the only purpose they serve now. Great. Hey, now, hey, now. I, I cried at the end of two, okay? <laughs> I mean, so, like... We all we all had strong emotional feelings about the ending. Here's the thing: I was like, willing to I accept the but, ending. I was like, okay, fine. They wanted a happy ending, sure. But now that I know that this is what the happy ending actually is, it's like, okay, great. Oh god, they meant happy ending. <laughs> yeah, it's like y'all be real happy ending. Holy shit! Um, I mean, it, I think if it weren't, if if they hadn't done other things in that game the way they had, this being a poly relationship wouldn't have like me at all in the like, yeah it, it's just like it's the way that everything lined up exactly and it, the way it, feel, it does it, feel a little just, gross yes it's just like come on and honestly and i had said this uh to others like if it were just like i don't know like rex and nia like it was just them two i don't think i would have minded it as much yeah it would have been weird too but whatever but the fact that it's all three of them it's just like, okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> I find that um, it's interesting that you get so upset with this. Because when I saw that scene with the, the photo, I'm like, oh, Rex got busy. And then my brain immediately, 
So where is Nia's kid now? No, like you can you can ask Robin because Robin was literally there while I was watching this. I was going through like I was going through the stages of grief with that shit. Yeah. I was trying to find all these. I was like, okay, it, it can't be Rex. It's got to be someone else. And like, I just oh. I oh, had that man. photo spoiled for me before I got to the ending, and I'm like, okay, clearly that's fake. Haha. Yeah, the person who spoiled that. Like, Good thing the, the person, person who spoiled, who spoiled that, that isn't, isn't here anymore. They literally, they literally oh, left. No, I had it spoiled somewhere else. I, it was, <laughs> it was uh, like an untagged post on Tumblr. Call out post in the podcast? No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, you need to have to well, listen. Maybe for y'all again. I had, oh I had a different place. <laughs> true. True. Um, but 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 yeah. but, y- but yay for polygamous relationships. Yay. Yeah, yeah, I, for yeah, that. yeah. That, that, that is true. It's it's a little blended yeah, family. Not, not not in the best circumstances of like Justin said, but you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll, I'll just, hey, Nia has has both of her wives' swords, and that's nice. I, I'm just and she okay, nothing I'm just from happy. her deadbeat husband. I'm just happy <laughs> that Nia got the ending she wanted. That's. I'm happy for Nia. Yeah, and think about the title screen where they're all holding hands. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) I like the one more where Nia just kicks Rex out of the way and she's like, no, my girlfriend's now. Like, no, they're mine. I think that's the way that should have went, yeah. I mean, but uh, I... I I do, I do feel like Rex was a good boy, and you know, like, like Rex deserves things too, but but not, not like that. So it's kind of just weird. Yeah, yeah. And I guess another reason why I don't like it is because I never liked the idea of Rex and Pyra in a relationship. I get that. Yeah, it does feel a little weird. I have a much easier time accepting Nex and uh, Nex Rex and Nia than I do Rex and Pyra or Rex and Mithra. (laughs) Nex and Rear. Nex and Rear. Next, but that's just a me thing. I no, guess. no, I get it. I, I, I completely see where you're coming from, and I, I kind of agree in some ways. But I'm not like it. It doesn't totally kill <laughs> it for me. I will say, honestly, mainly because it's funny. Like I said, I will say the Giga Chad uh, Rex memes were pretty funny. That that's <laughs> yeah. that's the one good thing about it. Because the messed up part is Rex probably is a, a decent father. He he probably is good. Oh, for sure. them. oh yeah, yeah. He is oh, a yeah. good boy. Yeah. So you know, my feelings about the relationship aside, it's probably an okay relationship. <laughs> All right. Rex just thought he was salvaging. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and with that, so, oh, let's yeah, move he was on. in there, Cloud C tells you what. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where I was going. Anyway, let's sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you're fine. Okay. Stop talking about Rex now. Okay, so this was me trying to make this character interesting, but uh, Chris and Noah, maybe? I I think definitely Chris to Noah, but not reciprocated. Mm, I see I, that. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I just don't like even, my mentor like when aspect. You, when you see Noah's Ascension Quest, oh, like Chris is like, I, I just want to hear your music. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Code for what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Code for Chris is a dumbass who hasn't met Triton. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yes, and I I don't see like Noah respected him as a mentor, but that was more than like that was it. Chris was like, you know, I'm I'm now a dude and want to live longer just so I can hear your music. And yeah. That's all. The thing that, with, that's it all. The thing that you guys brought up 
before in other conversations, not necessarily on the podcast. I just want to mention though, like between like, how did Chris not know he could do this this way? Like Triton's been doing for years. And I'm like, do you think Triton actually showed up to the console meetings? Ever? No, never. Ever. No. no, there's no way in hell. Like I'm a console. Peace out. Bye. Like I get it. But also it just for a player standpoint, it's like, but, but I got this guy right here. What the fuck was the point of you, Chris? Yeah, I get that. It's it, like um, a game. Yeah. Um, I feel like Chris but, is unfinished. Uh, sidebar, his theme I wish is my been a favorite. His theme is my favorite. That's all. It's a good theme. Nice. I also um, thought that like they were going to do some shit where they were going to say that like Chris was Shulk's kid or something like that. Or like he's based I off guess. of Shulk's offspring. Or I don't know. I feel... Don't, don't make him more interesting than he is. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying we really hard with, to make him listen, interesting. We're we still trying got so hard somewhere. to make this poor man interesting. Just let him go eat his toast <laughs> with the crust cut it was off. Just, <laughs> it was just a little... I feel like he was just a little additional character yeah. that they could have done more with but didn't they're like we just need to tie up who this guy is and there we'll put him so in here yeah, and you can go hang out in the unfinished character pod yeah that's right <laughs> but yes. put this one back in the oven they weren't done mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well let's go on to our last one which is zed an aromantic icon just no interest in romance at all None. Nope. Yeah, he just wants things to be just status uh, quo. St- status quo as they are. He's, he's just a cinephile. That's it. He's just a. <laughs> he just likes movies a lot. He's yeah. just a, a, yeah. a concept that likes movies. He's a content creator. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. But he does not create content with his genitals, unlike Rex. Oh my apparently. God. <laughs> Oh boy. He may look like Krillian, but boy, are they different. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, the Virgin Krillian, bitchless. The Chad Zed, bitchless. So I have, I have somebody in mind that I don't know if anybody had a reading on, but I want to bring them up because I'm curious as to if anybody had a reading on them and that's like ethel and um why did i just i had his name and i lost Kamarabi? Yeah. Kamarabi. yeah those two uh, they seem pretty straight to me I don't know. yeah yeah oh <laughs> and yeah they're another couple i, I got like i got a bit of like i don't know i was thinking maybe they were ace but i don't know I feel like they could be, but it's more so that they live in a world that's not particularly romance heavy, that's but fair. they make a lot to each luck. other mm-hmm. and like devoted, like they, they were a couple before they even quite realized they were a couple almost. Yeah, I did, I did get a little bit of that too. I was mm-hmm. just wondering how other people like read it because I was a little bit like, I, I could see you reading it like one of two different ways and I was curious what everybody kind of thought on that so yeah i tend to i personally don't really like to ship those two i kind of don't either it feels a little weird especially with like the rebirth age yeah when that happened i was just like okay maybe yeah when that happened i was like okay yeah i guess these i these two probably would be a romantic couple and Um, then like 
I treat them as Pokemon rivals. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I saw them. Wait, a I was second. like, uh, at first I was like, you know, per, they could potentially be like, you know, uh, rivals to lovers, that sort of thing. But like after the whole like rebirth, I was like, okay, yeah, that kind of reached contextual as how I looked at them. I was like, yeah, that it'd probably be like father and daughter relationship, which worked really well. I guess I'm glad I you brought that up, about... Justin, because I felt kind of a similar way. What's up, Robin? What's up? I was just going to say I'm hesitant with that one just because Kamarabi was reborn at age one in the body of a 20-year-old. Like, he physically was an adult, it's just mentally they were the same age. Yeah, I mean, like, in the end and stuff. I, yeah. As opposed to, like... And then she ages up, so now they're both yeah. physically adults but still mentally children. Yeah. Oh man, that's weird. Yeah, like, we're just kind of, we just kind of go like, with the whole rebirth thing that we just go. That was bad. I, I, I get what they're going for and why they did it in some ways, but we're just going to leave that part of the conversation alone. I think. Yeah, I think it's let's, for the best. let's leave this conversation entirely. Um, oh well. Uh, so at the end of this, we do have some honorable and dishonorable mentions. So. Not Ethel and Kamaravi, but the honorable straights of Xenoblade 3 are Riku and Manana. Yes. So they're adorable. adorable. See, there, there you go, straights. We threw you a bone. Okay. Now you can't you complain happy, that Anthony? we include you. You happy, Anthony? You got something. <laughs> you were included. <laughs> if you didn't already have Noah and Mio, come on. Who? Yeah, but they're not the honorable straights. Oh, yeah, okay. they're just straight. Yeah, they're not they're just not they don't live by the samurai code. And besides, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they're like by at least Mio is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Well, then a dishonorable straight goes to N. Yep. Oh, oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and, and shows what no um what no kitty pussy does to a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just pussy that pussy? Tweet. That's just double pussy. Double pussy, <laughs> pussy squared. That tweet that somebody wrote about like y'all say what no pussy does to an MF, but I've seen what it does to one. <laughs> and it's worse. Oh, <sighs> uh, that was funny. Anyway. Yeah, that's why like when I was playing this game, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, Monolith really making a plot point about how this dude simp for a cat girl and didn't go his way, so he's just, like, on mass genocide for it. That is... He's obsessed. God, yeah. And uh, finally, Noah says bisexual rights. Oh, yes, because the uh, voice actor in one of his streams... Uh, was asked to say bisexual rights in Noah's voice, and he did it, and that was pretty cool. Good. Show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, and I might try to clip it into the episode, too. Sure. Oh, cool. Enter the clip right here. Bisexual rights! <laughs> <laughs> I just might. Wow, that was a great clip, wasn't it, everyone? Oh, man, awesome. that was beautiful. That's great. Thank you, Noah, for saying bisexual rights. Um... All right. Um, I believe that. I mean, that's all we got. Um, so, thank you, uh, everybody, for joining in a, another a round of queer theory. I'm glad that we decided to do another round of this because um, it's uh, the first we time had was a whole a, new game. Yeah, we had a whole new game, and then once we get the new uh, 
DLC. Maybe we'll get uh, even more content and whatever Zeno game we get next, we'll well, I don't know if we'll be around, but we'll, if we are, we'll we'll try to do another queer theory episode on it. Yeah, we'll definitely talk more about Xenoblade Three at some point. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, like a round table when we've all played it. Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk more about besides queer theory. We'll uh, talk about other things, and we'll yeah. probably, we might even ask you guys what you want to hear us to talk about from Xenoblade Three. I might make a poll. I haven't done that for Xenoblade Three or a poll in a while. And well, if I do, Twitter's been uh, rough terrain. Uh yeah. Lots so what to talk about? Yeah, if you uh, want to message us on Twitter, it's uh, Zenochat Podcast, or we can email us at Zenochatpodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram. So if Twitter goes down, there's two <laughs> Which other, it very well might. There's two uh, avenues for you to contact us. Maybe I'll make and a Tumblr knows, someday. Maybe. Yeah, make a Tumblr. Yeah, I need to stop being lazy and do that. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, if you guys want, let's go around and say what you're up to. Uh, if you're working on any projects or playing any games, uh, let's start with you, Justin. So I'm writing a review for River City Girls, and uh, slowly getting through that. I kind of took a break from playing it, but I want to pick that back up and play that some more. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything going on with me. I will be going to Magfest in like a week and we'll be doing tournament of voices there so if this episode happens to be up before MacFest, be sure to check us out there that's gonna hopefully be a really good show and we're hoping to get a nice turnout otherwise you can just check out the recording yeah oh justin are you are you you're reviewing river city girls 2 correct or yeah is it more? yeah it's the second oh, okay. one Okay, you just said River City Girls, and I was like... Oh, okay, yes, yeah, the second one. The, the second one that j- just came out, so... Right, right, right. Let's not date this episode or anything. I'm <laughs> <I know>, right? <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, since you just talked, uh, what have you been up to? Um, well, as far as, like, actual projects, I took way too long to finish this year's... Uh, Xenoblade cover, or I mean, Xenochat, Xenoblade, Xenochat <laughs> cover art, but um, I finally did it, and that might be one of the biggest projects I've ever, it's, like, taken on in terms of just sheer amount of things to draw for this picture, but it's it was great. Really, it's very really pretty. Yeah, if you guys are oh, listening to this on YouTube, it should be the, the, the episode image on YouTube, and it's also... And, I mean, if you're on, like, Spotify or something, it is, like, the image for the podcast itself right now yes. i think probably the same mm. on apple but i don't I yeah don't it, sh- it should it should mm-hmm. it should update everywhere yeah yeah but yeah no i um no i was uh i'm sorry it took so long i was really happy to do it i'm You're sorry fine. i bit off that much but it was something i had an idea in mind for and i really wanted to like go through with it and like you know, push myself to do a little more than I, and I like, I, of course, like it, it took me long enough. I, pro- there's a few things that I kind of wish I had done a little extra on in places, just like with any piece of art you do. But I, it, I really did like try my best to get everything I could in there and make it like what I had envisioned and like what I had discussed with these guys on what to do with it. And I'm, 
I'm super happy with it. So I I am glad you let me do it and get it all it, it all out, regardless of it taking a good bit longer than I originally imagined. But yeah, well, that's thank, that's the big thing for me. I'm not Thank you for doing that though. Yeah, no problem. Um so I got bad news. I already have an idea for next year, but we'll talk on that later. <laughs> uh oh. It's a lot less than this one if if I go through with that. But anyway. Um No, I really enjoyed that. Uh that's the big thing project wise I've done. I'm I'm still at Nickelberg on Twitter. That's like I don't know. If you want to follow me, that's fine. I don't really post a lot. Uh, uh games I've been playing a lot of stuff. After I finish Xenoblade 3, I'm just like I'm not playing a long RPG for a little while. I'm going to play a bunch of shorter games that I can just like knock out quicker and just like revisit some old stuff like I replayed Mario and Kirby 64 recently. And um, I've been playing Mega Man X a bit and stuff uh, here really recently. Zelda 2, I actually never finished Zelda 2, so I'm I'm going through that now on and off. I've been, I've been going through a lot. I'm eventually going to get back into some RPGs. I'll probably get back into the Trail series soon because I'm, I still got plenty of those left. But, you know, um, I guess that's the main stuff for me. All right. Uh, how about you, B? Um, I've been juggling two games primarily right now. Um, on my Switch, Pokemon Violet. Um, I finally got around to beating the core game. I was honestly shiny hunting with the way that they have the outbreaks work, and now I'm trying to get um, uh, some ingredients so I can make like shiny sandwiches that will boost shiny rates. Because this is what I do in Pokemon games. If I find out how the shiny method works, that's all I do. So that's what I'm doing. Except you have to do like terror raids, and they have to be level five or six, and it's nearly impossible to solo it on level five, and it's pissing me off. So it's, I'm getting angry. Um, I I liked it for a Pokemon game. It was fresh, uh, refreshing from other games. The other thing that I'm playing because I was uh, I did receive a Steam Deck for Christmas is Ooh. a yes Big Woo. Um, is I'm playing uh, Stray. Is anyone? Oh, nice! Stray. It it is delightful, and I hate cats. I'm sorry. I they but, make um, my eyes okay. water. Dang! Like, can't be on the podcast. They anymore. make oh, my eyes water like and sneezy and allergies. Um, but oh, okay, it's an allergy thing. It's an allergy thing. Um, I I like them more than dogs. Anyway, um. I, Jatoki insert clip. Yes. You hurt me! That's right. Um, <laughs> it is surprisingly a delightful game. Um, I gravitate towards like games with uh, like a strong storyline, hence, you know, um, and things that I need to figure out. And Stray is hitting all the checkboxes. It is delightful. And I like the Steam Deck. So win, check, check, check on all of the parts. So when the Steam Deck is charging, I'm playing Pokemon, and when Pokemon's charging, I'm playing Steam Deck. So it's great. It's working great. Awesome. That's it for me. I also forgot to mention earlier, but I am playing Yakuza 2 because I was like, oh, it's the holidays. Yakuza 2 is a Christmas game, basically. Anyway. Why not? <laughs> okay, how about you, Robin? Um, God, I've been doing fuck all. 
I've been trying to survive the holidays. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Tumblr where I seem to just post golden camoey and gold and guilty gear. So things that start with the letter G. Good mix. There we go. <laughs> golden camoey is amazing. And so is guilty gear. Yes. Now if only I could combine them. Uh, maybe you can. I probably. won't though. I, I I'm just gonna probably write some porn for golf. For You're just saying we need a fighting game of golden comedy. Or you could just write a you know crossover. I'm just thinking about that, and I'm like, but two of the characters are snipers, so you have a character who is like their strategy is they have to be in a different fucking game, <laughs> and that's how they win. I've seen it work. <laughs> uh. Guilty Gear, um, Golden Camoway, Guilty Gear, Galtaroff, Golden Camoway. <laughs> trying to figure out how to summarize my Tumblr, and I'm like, oh, that's that seems to be it. All right, cool. <laughs> oh. My name there is uh, Nihilism Bot, spelt normally, unlike on Twitter. <laughs> Golden Lewis Camoway. <laughs> I will put that in the show notes. My Xeno Tumblr is Felv. Oh, what was that noise just now? It's the like sound a... of me tapping something. <gasps> oh, oh, that's no. what that was. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do yep. it louder. <laughs> um. All right. So as for me, um, I recently was on another podcast with RPG Fan for their retro ca- encounter. Uh, we pl- replayed uh Zenosaga episode one. Nice. Um, I mean, I didn't. I I got to the song of Nephilim. That's as far as I got because the game got That's harder for me. Oh, you haven't played it before? Oh, I. This is like my sixth or seventh time playing the game, but <laughs> it, it's been like a decade since I've actually played played it instead of watching the cutscenes or watching the anime. Um, but it was fun. Um, it definitely has some parts that weren't so fun and some of my uh fellow panelists did not like it as much as i did but this is not that podcast but if you want to listen to it i'll put links to it in the show notes um as far as um games i recently beat harvestella and oh my gosh i absolutely love that game it, you put I, some time in that it, it was it was on a lot <laughs> when oh. it was like it was steve was like oh playing I'm really excited to play that eventually. Yeah, it's like Square did not really advertise that game very well, and I just, out of all the like farming sim games, it it does a good job of. Well, it's more J, uh, of a JRPG action RPG that I mean the the farming elements are okay. They're they're not terrible. Um, it 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 gets it gets the job done, but it's got a really interesting world, story, characters, and. It's just very addictive. Um, and after that, I've been focusing on Live Alive, and I've been messaging Justin yes. a lot about that. <laughs> That's so actually good. the next one I'm going to pick up as far as RPGs yeah. go. Oh, yeah, I think my brother's playing that. Oh, he won't man. play Xeno. But... Oh. Yeah, Live Alive is like actual peak fiction. I love that game. Like, I was just going to pick it up because, like, oh, it's going to be a shorter game, but I've also gotten very engrossed with it. And it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's so good. It's uh, like, I've, I've been going through so many shorter games. I'm like, I, I want to give it some time before I yeah. jump right back into the RPGs. But that's one I'm going to make an exception for because it is digestible and a lot mm-hmm. shorter. 
I am going to be starting Trails from Zero. In fact, I already started it the other night. Um, but yeah, I want to pick that back up because I've been playing a bunch of shorter games as well. Like ever since I finished Trails in the Sky Third, I've been playing a bunch of like smaller arcade games or arcade style games. Mm-hmm. My game completion list this year isn't going to be as big as it was last year. Oh, you got to you got to say the the number so we can use it as a trivia question later. Yeah. Yes. As of right now, I am at eighty three. Oh, Mine's significantly lower this time. But I just started keeping up with it not that long ago. I need to update it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I plan on, uh, after Live Alive, I plan on playing Chained Echoes afterwards, which that's nice. like here. That's a good one. It looks really good and it's got mechs with capes. That's that's my yeah. fa- okay. favorite. David was right raving there. about that. Oh, <laughs> oh really? really good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. All right, so, well, uh, that should be it. Um, Before this would have been the holiday episode, so that was really fun. If you want to find out what we thought of uh, some Zeno villains, whether they were naughty or nice this year, and if they got an Xbox 360 or not, um, (laughs) listen to the episode. Um, As far as the next episode goes, I don't know. We'll we'll either put out a poll on the Twitter.com or we'll... Or we'll discuss it amongst ourselves. One of the two. But anyway, uh, thanks uh, to the guests and my co-hosts for joining me tonight. And have a good night, everybody. All right. Take care. Night. the game bisexual rights okay um did you have any further thoughts on that cat or uh or, yeah i'm sorry cat i totally like stole that no, I, with it. My, my head is empty uh i'm also worried <laughs> that uh my audio isn't being picked up because i don't see my own waveform no sometimes oh i can i can hear you i hope it's okay. recording yeah. I'm i see, also, I, I definitely I, hear I see you. your waveform you're fine okay cool you're right. fine you're fine that happens sometimes cat Sweet. Okay, I just didn't want to like be talking a lot and then have it not record. Anyway, continue. So, trans rights. Trans rights. Oh, wait. Is this because I'm here? Because if it's because yes, I'm here, I'll partially. just mute myself for a little while. But you won't know how long. You, you can yourself. message me on Discord. Give me a but, minute. Hang on a like, second. It, it's, it's not worth it. We're just going to talk about it again on the next episode. Too late. I'm already muted. No, you're not. We'll save it for next episode. We will save it for next episode. I have to edit out this entire fucking segment. Because there is no next episode. We're just stitching it together. I'm going to leave it.
Yeah. Next uh, time on this episode. Tyler, leave this. Uh, I'll, I'll put I'll put it in the the uh, yeah the the. God, I can't think of the word. The goof ups. Bloopers. <laughs> Bloopers. Goof ups. Goof em ups. <laughs> the goofle doc. The, the gloopers. Goof <laughs> we're we're the goof doc. Yeah, oh oh my god. <laughs> we're running out of steam. Yeah. <laughs> See, this right, is well, we, a good thing we weren't on for two hours because. Bisexual rights! And then we stop. <laughs> Sam did a um, gag like that in the most recent Retro Roulette episode. Oh, no kidding? Did he? Yes. Oh, do you not watch the show, bro? Uh, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I watch, I watch anyway. every second of every episode. Yes, ask me anything. I, um, I can tell you all about it. Um, stay tuned for Xenoblade 3. And I'm just going to stop the episode. Okay. Trans rights! I'm still sleepy. Yeah, I woke up from a short nap and had caffeine. Welcome to adult chat where we're all old and tired. <laughs> yep. I almost said the one without me because I was like, fuck, dude. I, I, I laid in bed and for some reason just couldn't get to sleep even whenever I finally laid down, which was way too late in the first place. But... Um, I was gonna Damn say I'm. I was gonna say I'm not that exhausted, but then again, I, I I just realized I'm pretty sure I'm the youngest one here. We can't take anymore. Bisexual rights, trans rights.